The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free gaming community website at enjin.com. Gentlemen, you're listening to the Verse Cast, the Elite Dangerous. I mean, Reign of Kings. I mean, Star Citizen podcast. My name is John Abraham. <laughs> I'm Jimmy Croker. Oh, oh, oh! I'm Space Santa. <laughs> uh, don't even get me started on Space Santa. Who was that guy? It's me. I'm Gleep, and we are those guys with ships. This is episode 23 of our podcast, and today is March 23rd, 2945, Standard Earth Time. How are you guys doing? I'm doing fantastic. I just got a new ship for my ship model collection. I got a YT-2400. I am now up to three ships, YT-2400, Constellation Andromeda, which I got from CIG, and I also got uh, the uh, Serenity. So nice. My my ship model collection for my desk is growing and excitement. I has it. <laughs> and John, I'm having fun playing games that aren't Star Citizen. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all having fun, and that's the important thing. And uh, speaking of fun, hey Ronald Jenkins, thanks again for letting us use your songs. Uh, Synergetics is the song we're currently using for the intro and outro tracks to the show. It is still off of Ronald's album Alphanumeric. Uh, please do go check it out at ronaldjenkins.com. All right, well. Uh, Guys, a new stuff that's come to light since last time we chatted uh, on the uh, CIG Comlink uh, site. Uh, we have uh, the Galactic Guide to the Helios System. Now, I think this actually came out last time before, uh, or um, before we broadcast last time, but I, I failed to pick it up. But I did think that it was worth uh, mentioning now uh, because uh, there um, are some things about it that I think are going to be. Uh, interesting to our org. Um, the, the, so, I mean, I normally don't read the, the lore stuff, or I'm not really too much into it, but I thought that this was kind of interesting uh, because uh, this system is going to feature some strong bands of... Okay, I'm going to go ahead and call it right here. <laughs> I'm getting some huge feedback into, um, into my headphones. Um, uh, I'm hearing myself uh, echo from somebody. Really? Um, yeah. Here, hold, hold on. Let me switch over from uh, open mic to push to talk. See if that makes a difference. Okay. Uh, I haven't this done is any... breaking the fourth wall. I haven't yeah. done anything yet. Hold on. <laughs> Do we have any walls on this podcast? I, I you know, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Did it go away? Uh, hi, my name is Gleep. Hi, my name is Gleep. Oh, that's so much better. Oh, that sounds good. Oh. Really? Uh, how about yeah. how about now? Hi, my name is Gleep. Hi, my name is Gleep. Hi, my name is Gleep. Hi, my that name sounds is Jimmy. Good. Okay, that, sa- that sounds better. That's really weird. All I did was switch from push to talk, uh, from open mic to push to talk. Let me switch back one more time, real quick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is good radio right here. Yeah, this is keeping it real, yo. 
I think we should just keep rolling. I right. think we are. How about now? <laughs> hey, my name is Gleep. My name you is Gleep. feedback? I am not. I see. Okay, I don't know if it's me then. I don't, well, I'm not getting feedback, it? so that's kind of the important thing. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys want to just start over since we're so close to the top? No. I, I think we should <laughs> keep going. This is what keeps it real, you yeah. know? All right, let's keep it real. But we will reset uh, the Galactic Guide Helio system bit. How's that? Wow. That sounds good. All okay. Right. Let's All do right. it. Cool. Wow. All right. Let's let's leave the problem un, undiscovered. How's that? <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Um, so uh, system features um, in the Helio system are strong bands of EM radiation, which make... Uh, okay, now I'm getting it again. <laughs> oh, no. That's so bizarre. Um, is your push to talk on or off now? It's off, but, like, I haven't moved. Can we oh. try? Can we try push to talk? Yeah, hold on. I'm sorry. No, it's weird that you'd be getting feedback from me, though. I don't know if it's from you. I'm just, I, I'm just hearing myself. All right, I'm set up to push to talk. Okay. <clears throat> Galactic Guide Helio System Take Three. <laughs> All right. System features include strong bands of EM radiation, which makes for good hiding and scientific research. Um, and now in this system, historically, uh, and this is the kind of the lore part, um, kind of sounds so much better. Thank you, Jimmy, I, I, for, for doing that. Um, uh, pirates have had their way with ore shippers and because of, um, of the ability to evade detection. So I'm thinking that this is the kind of thing that, uh, that we'll care about because we're going to have these big mining ships going you know, in and out of areas. And I believe that this is going to be one of the areas that's available to us at launch. Um, so uh, I thought that that sort of made a difference. Um, nice. And um, uh, there's, there's four planets in the system. Uh, one and three are mostly uninhabitable. And uh, two is a water planet, which has been the one that's featured in all the artwork we've seen. And uh, it's, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the water world from Interstellar. And it, it also features underwater mining, which I thought would be cool. I don't know. John, is your Orion um, submersible? I don't know. Well, you'd think that it has to be airtight, obviously. So right. I can't imagine it not working underwater. I mean, underwater is where they, they test uh, for space flight anyway. That's true. But in wasn't it in Interstellar where the engines get wet and they can't take off again? Mm-hmm. That's true, too. Yeah, uh, yeah. so... Maybe there'd need to be some kind of air rating system in the engines for that to work. And also, um, there'd be the issue of depth, because the deeper you go into water, the more pressure there right, is. Right, right, right. Um, so maybe it would be possible for you to have, like, a propeller that lets you go, like, just a little bit underwater or something. Well, that's, I think it'd be cool, like, if you had, like, a propeller that sort of, like, flips out when you get into the water. You know, yeah, kind of goes like, like like the magic school bus. <laughs> I'm I'm not sure what that is, but in the theater of my mind, I've made something up. You've never heard of the magic school bus? Um, no, I I, I rode a school bus and it, it wasn't magic. It's it's a show with a school bus that can transform into like anything. Oh, There's actually okay. one episode where they go like to all the planets. Like the school bus transforms into a spaceship, and it takes all the kids in the class. To all the planets, it's like a, it's you know it's a kids show for for like school, but I thought it was pretty cool. 
I, when I was a kid. It sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, when when you were a kid, Gleep was like what sixty. Sorry. That's right. Well, some of us lived the sixties. That's okay. I, I, I could I could flip it I could flip it around and be like, well, John, you were like you know a kid a half hour ago. <laughs> oh, is thank that better? You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes me feel good. Please send you... all hate mail to Jimmy Croker at. <laughs> um, but in addition to underwater mining, guys, it also has submarine surfing. That's interesting. Submarine surfing? Yes. Um, what? Yeah, that's. I guess it's sort of like a local sport or a native sport, um, and so they and they have thousand foot waves. So I, I think we have a couple of surfers wow. surfers in the org who uh, yeah. might kind of like. Be, that wasn't that wasn't the way that Yellowstag broke his uh, his no that clavicle. was snowboarding. Yeah, but I thought he, I thought he was a surfer. I think he is. Yeah, uh, both. Yeah, so. I, I think if you're a snowboarder, you have to surf. It's like a requirement. So uh, a thousand foot wave. Can it contain yellow stag? I don't uh, think so. Smell mini game. <laughs> exactly. Or an Elvis movie. You know, Ooh. one or the other, or both. Those, those guys with ship, ships go to Helios. <laughs> Clam bake with those guys with ships. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, and then Helios 4 is a nice planet featuring mysterious military secrets. Um, so anyway, it sounds like a system where those guys with ships can have some fun and because we've got the miners. We've got the escort ships, and, um, and as I mentioned, we got some surfers in the org, too. Uh, but you know, guys, you know where I, um, I heard about uh, this, uh, this system? I heard about it on a podcast. I was just going to say Did you that. now? I did. I did. Um, happy to uh, share with everyone that one of the members of our org, uh, Hardpoint, uh, has a podcast that he's been doing for a little bit now. And um, I just uh, became uh, aware of it uh, on my, my iPod cast playing device. Uh, and, uh, iPod cast playing device. <laughs> exactly. <Wow. laughs> did you look that up on the internets? On the on, on the interwebs, yes. The World Wide Web. Still and use, still using AOL. I am. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, no, CompuServe. Even better. Oh wow! That. Yeah. Um, and uh, his show is called Star Citizen Archives, and in it he transcribes official CIG posts and news into an audio format, so you can take it on the go with you and I think it's very cool so a lot of these posts which um, as um, um, as the kids say TLDR you know don't worry about that no more just pop it in your ears and uh, get some knowledge that's a yeah, really cool idea yeah he's done three of the design documents so far um, so obviously those are pr some pretty long ones yeah um, the mining damage system healing um, and the damage system that's actually how I quote read that one um so <laughs> perfect yeah it's actually it's really helpful for uh if you don't want to sit there and read it if you have like a commute um you can just listen to it well it's it's that that's actually really cool because it can be hard like you know if you're working if you got a million other things going on it's like like for me i do a lot of my star citizen catching up on saturday and mm -hmm. you know unless it's something really big i tend to not catch it during the week so uh, for Hardpoint to do a podcast like that, that's brilliant, man. I, I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, I, I think it's very cool. And we like uh, promoting uh, a guy in our org who's uh, 
creating content for all of us to share. So That too. Yep. All right. So um, we also, and I think we mentioned this last week, uh, the South by Southwest um, information out of CIG. There wasn't a whole lot last week, and we were kind of thinking maybe there would be more this week. But um, apart from a cleaned up copy of the trailer, um, I didn't really see much much else come out. Uh, did you guys um, uh, notice anything or hear anything? No, I didn't. Um, I didn't hear anything, um, I, which was surprising. But I mean, the thing is, you know, they they covered a lot of that at PAX East, so I think that this particular stopover was to, you know, highlight um, the PU and also party a little bit. Um, with that said, I, I personally think they may have had some issues with because they wanted to they wanted to uh, have people. Uh, from what I understand, they wanted to have people actually do a little play testing of the PU at South by, and. Oh, okay. From what I heard, they they ended up. What they're saying is that they they ended up doing the video instead because they wanted to appeal to a, a mass audience, which I get, and it's there's probably some some truth to that. But potentially, I think maybe they might have also had some issues with the PU. Maybe it just wasn't quite ready for prime time yet, so they just ended up doing the video. Oh, social module, right? Yeah, yeah, the social module. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So they were going to get kind of like they at. Um at uh, PAX East where they gave folks an opportunity to uh, sort of test drive the FPS. They were going to let folks wander around in the social module. Yeah, that was the kind of the buzz that I heard was that they, they had wanted to do a little play test on that. Um, and then for whatever reason, they're, they're saying that they ended up doing the video for a, a broader appeal, which could be completely accurate. You know, I mean, South by is kind of a big party. So, you know, maybe playtesting wasn't logistically feasible, um, but I would think potentially there may have also been some issues um, that they just didn't want known yet. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I think the the trailer, and I really enjoyed the cleaned up copy because I know when we uh, when I watched it prior to our last show, um, some of the 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 graphics were it seemed pretty flat, um, but the the cleaned up copy looks a lot better. And I think you know, like I think we might have mentioned last time, it does give you some more sort of an updated version of the imagine trailer where it shows you know kind of all the stuff that you can do in the game it kind of it's yeah an updated version of that and so you know hey i'm i'm more than happy to uh to watch something like that you know a couple 60 times Mm -hmm. well you know you watch it i watched it again and i was like oh that's right there's actually it's raining you know and i know that that's not a big deal but that just lends itself to the fact that there are going to be day and night and weather cycles. And um, seeing that one person get arrested, I was just like, yeah, okay. I wonder what they were doing. Were they hacking? Were they smuggling? What were they doing that got them arrested? So there's obviously some sort of contraband system in play. You know, like all of those little things to look for. Um, I still love the, the, that little flash of the Moby glass. I thought that was brilliant. So, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really cool to, to kind of pick at those little things that you see in the video. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I noticed was um, when he's checking out uh, the weapon at the the weapons store. Um, on the back, there's a poster or a sign that says "shooting range" with arrows pointing to the right. Um, so hopefully that'll be something that uh, we'll have in the uh, sh- what do you call it? So- social module when it drops, so we can try out our FPS weapons. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great to have a little shooting range. That'd be cool, because I guess um, so. Some way other than having to rent it in uh, Star Marine or Space Marine, Star Marine, Space Marine. Star yeah, Marine. maybe, maybe. <laughs> I can't remember you. which one it is now. <laughs> uh, 
maybe they would let you try weapons before you rent them. Well, they were saying, um, I forget where I heard it, um, but they were saying that rec is going to apply to uh, to the first person shooter as well. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. So you'll and they'll be like you'll be able to earn wreck in either of the modules and apply it to either my understanding is apply it to either ships or guns depending on whatever you know whatever it is that you're more more interested in getting at the time mm-hmm. which is kind of cool if you think about it because you yeah. know if you have if you have skills in one or the other and you're interested in in playing in the other uh then you know do the thing that you do uh better to earn some money so that you can uh, go try new stuff. Yeah, or it's a good shifting focus too. You know, you spend four or five months, you know, really kind of dialing dialing in your ship loadout, for example. And once you get that where you want it to be, then it's like, okay, let me play with weapons in the first person shooter, or vice versa. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's a it's a good deal. I'm looking forward to um, to it becoming a little bit more stable and us being able to uh, to do that kind of stuff and and be discussing. So, what did you rent this week, and what did you think about it? And yeah. You know, is it worth is it worth renting it for a week, or should I just kind of skip it? You know. All right. Well, we did. Uh, we we got uh, a ten for the producers uh, a week ago today, episode number four. And I, I like Travis Day. At the end of each one, he says, um, "I I doubt that they're ever going to do another one of these." So thanks a lot for watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. It's great reverse psychology. I know. I know. It's like we're gonna. He's gonna be saying the same thing at the end of like episode 138. You know. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, oh, they're gonna pull the plug on us any minute. I can just feel it. Um, but uh, there were, I thought, some uh, some interesting uh, questions that were posed there. Uh, Amontillado, I, that's one to go on that, uh, asked if there's going to be co-op uh, versus AI, a co-op versus AI mode in FPS at launch. And what uh, they said is no, uh, but that it is a high priority. And then they cited a statistic, which I thought was really interesting. They said that 80% of Arena Commander players play in single-player or co-op mode only. Wow. Yeah, that's a high stat. Well, Vandal Swarm is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. And I think it'd be awesome if they added some kind of Vandal horde mode or something for fps yeah 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 that's and that's i think what they were describing but it's just it's going to take some them some time to implement it like yeah. a uh, like a like you fly in in your squadron and they have ships and then once you clear the ships you have to like land somewhere and like take something back from them that would be really cool that would yeah yeah that'd be excellent like they raid yeah. a they raid a uh, space station or something I wonder how long it'll take them to implement um, flight flying with FPS so that we can have that sort of game mode where you might have to fly to a location and then land and get out and switch to FPS. Yeah, I, th- I think the um, I think the free flight mode is that test bed. That's the impression I've got. Yeah. Like that's their that's their sandbox to start working on that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and it seems like if if they can do it now in 1.1, um, that it, it shouldn't be too far off that they'd be able to implement it on a little bit of a larger scale. Yeah, yeah. Well, isn't a, a lot of that sort of slated to come with uh, Arena Commander 2.0? That's true, but that's kind of a while off. Yeah, it's well, what did they say on the last um, uh, roadmap? Wasn't it like the middle of the year? Yeah, it's supposed uh-huh. to be summer, end of summer maybe. Yeah, I mean, as the as these things tend to slip the way they do, you know, you'd have yeah. to say like end of summer or so. So yeah, I probably see it around third quarter. 
Yeah, yeah, I got my redeemer. I got to load you guys, all you uh, fancy FPS guys, up and uh, haul you off someplace and have you like. A yeah. Yeah. The mode I proposed in the forums when we were, I, I don't know what the thread was um, over at Versecast, um, but um, my idea was for a mode that used the Orions, um, and each team would have an Orion, and they'd have to go to, like, an enemy asteroid and get out and try to pick up as much ore or mine ore uh, as quickly as, as possible and bring it back to their base or something. Mm-hmm. That'd be and cool. Whoever gets the most ore wins. Well, you would have to think for a ship like the Orion, they're going to have to put something in arena or in well in the arena commander module system uh, that will allow folks to practice that sort of thing. Because I don't think they want to release people in a brand new, you know, sort of a really strange ship environment or a totally different ship environment, and you know, just have them. Uh, you know, have to learn in the PU on that. Well, yeah, and I think we've talked about it before, but it only makes sense that if you're going to allow the people that are into dogfighting to practice all this time, um, that the people that are into mining and whatever else should be able to practice in in uh, an arena like this as well. Right, right. Well, especially given the complexity of the roles that they've, um, you know, shown us. Right, that, that exist. So I mean, it's like you really have to be able to practice stuff like that. I mean, you, you hear about it, it's like, yeah, that's cool. But you know, you, you sit me down in front of the uh, the seismic uh, defibrillator operator station, and it's like, <laughs> what does what this do? button do? <laughs> I'm gonna place this button now! Yay! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think we just needed. I think we just need to give them time to implement that stuff because. When Star Citizen was first announced, I think all that was really there was the dogfighting part. Um, and most of these other roles weren't really even conceived because they were working with like a couple million dollars. Mm -hmm. um, it, it seemed like Chris's initial plan was very, um, very dangerous. I think he always had plans to grow it beyond that. Yeah, you know, and I think that you know, with the influx of money, it was like, well, okay, I don't, I don't have to take you know five years to build to that point. I can release in two years. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a that's a good problem to have, huh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, and he had, they had mentioned maybe not CR, but I, somebody somewhere had mentioned that there was going to be like a like a a mining mini mining game in arena commander for that very reason. So yeah, Chris alluded to it in one of the forum threads yeah. that I saw okay. after the REC announcement. Yeah. And they, they sort of talked about it, I think a little bit at, um, uh, wasn't South by Southwest. When was, where was the one where they had the, uh, the PU round table, which event was that? PU round table. Uh, I don't know. There's so many of them. Uh, Dice. No, it was after Dice. Uh, GDC. Were no. they at GDC? I don't I can't remember. remember. There's so many shows this time of year. Wizard World? Oh, wait. <laughs> Dragon Con? Disney on Ice? Um, <laughs> anyway, but I remember when they had those series of panels, uh, They and uh, Tony Zerbeck was talking about all the cool stuff that's going to go on. And remember, my, uh, before they released the Orion, I think, it was when they were talking about uh, the mining mechanic, and before the mining mechanic document got released... It was that presentation, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
So, all right, well, cool. Um, but I thought that was an interesting statistic that you know, 80% of us that are out there playing this game only play in single player or in Vandal Swarm. So, you know, I, I think that's... Um, that's uh, They've noticed that, and they realize how important it is for folks that feel comfortable in those play environments to be able to play and thereby test the game. So. All right. Um, Hate Fury, which is a really nice name, um, probably a really swell person. Um, <laughs> is, at- is, his, is his brother happy friendly? <laughs> Gosh. I no, wonder- his brother is Nick. <laughs> I don't get it. Nick? Really? Oh, Nick Fury. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Holy <laughs> wow. <laughs> that took too long. Oh, all right. Okay. It's uh, What time is it where you guys are? Over, out here in California, It's um, I'm running three minutes behind. Um, <laughs> will missions such as cargo escorting generate player missions for PC player character pirates, which revolt, result in PvP play? And so this sort of ties back into the previous thing. If 80% of us really, essentially because what those two modes that most people are playing have in common is that you're not fighting each other, you're fighting AI. Um, so if you take a cargo mission, uh, or if you're escorting a cargo ship, and um, uh, the will the system ever create player character um, missions on the other side that you're going to end up in PvP action? And what they said is, yeah, that's, that's kind of the way that it's going to work, the way that the, the whole economy model will scale is that um, the system will um, analyze every ongoing situation and as more resources be they you know player characters or NPC uh, uh, are needed then it will source those either through popping NPCs in or through um, uh, creating missions for players to accept and so then you you kind of toss into that the whole PVE versus PVP slider and and is that going to have any effect on it and also you know at least I was thinking you know, how is instancing going to affect all of this? If you get into an instance, are, you know, are other people going to get popped who have, you know, are way far away from you to begin with? Are they going to get popped into that instance um, sort of mid-mission? So. Well, they were saying that uh, ideally they want to have like 100 people or 150 people max per um per instance, right? Some, somewhere in that area. So yeah, yeah. if you think about it, if you take a mission with your five crew members um, and then you call in you know, three buddies for an escort, so that's eight of you, and then you pick this, you know, I, I like calling this choose your own adventure because that's kind of seems like what they're trying to do. Like you go take a mission and then in that mission, there's another mission that might open another mission and then in turn opens another mission, which opens a mission for somebody else and so on and so forth, which if they're able to pull that off is going to be brilliant. But, but the point being, you know, there's, I can't really see more than like, you know, 20, 25 people, you know, involved in, in any given choose your own adventure uh, quest chain. Yeah, it seems like the the complexity would just get out of hand beyond that, you know. Yeah. But, I don't know, it's interesting. So I just thought, you know, kind of following up on that previous question is, you know, is that going to be a a problem for that 80% of people that, you know, either by choice or just kind of by default have chosen to play 
only against the game and not against each other. Where where do you guys see your sliders? Sorry, John, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm just curious. Where do you guys see you, your sliders sitting? Uh, kind of in the middle, I think. Um, yeah, uh, same here. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. That's awesome because that's exactly what I was thinking too. I was like, I think 50% is a good mix because I, I want to have some PvP, but I don't want to only have PvP. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of wondering, though, I mean, is is the slider going to necessarily dictate um, only adversarial interactions with other players? I mean, might you, uh, have, if your slider is kind of in the middle, might you also get some player character allies, you know, kind of tossed in on your side? Ah, it's a good possibility. Yeah, so, I guess, yeah, I guess the question would be, is it going to be filtering for people that have uh, a past in in being a pirate or killing people um or is it just going to filter how many real players are in the instance with you yeah that's a good question it's going to be weird how they filter it i mean the one thing the one thing that you that's obvious is if you send out a distress beacon then i would imagine that they're that it'll stay open or they'll roll a dice as far as if a player is around to answer that and if not then an npc will go in and I would imagine it's going to be similar to the um, to pirates because they were saying that there are also pirate mission boards. So you pick up cargo from you know Helios, and all of a sudden a mission's generated on the on the black market server, if you will, to go and intercept. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Um because um, I was just thinking um, while you were saying that uh, that remember Chris had said about uh, griefers remember they were talking about uh, griefing instances getting set up by right. by reputation so that adds yet another another level of uh, filtering or complexity on top of that even so wow questions man questions it's going to be like everything that they've talked about from the mission generation system to the pvp slider to the npc ai it's just mammoth if they're able to pull it off it's just going to be unreal yeah i mean can you imagine the size of the brains on these guys that are figuring out how to make this work (laughs) yeah seriously yeah it's like guys with just these enormous heads walking around cig's office you know throbbing temple veins yeah yeah like they have to like that the top half of the doorway is like wider than the bottom half so that their brains can get through <laughs> that's pretty cool huh <laughs> so for the people that aren't into pvp what are their options because i don't think there's an option to just turn it off and um private servers aren't going to have the same dynamics as the pu uh, so are they just going to be completely out of luck? Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jimmy. Uh, I was just going to say, well, if you have your slider down to 5%, then I would say that when you know that alternative mission is generated, let's say the pirate mission is generated, then an NPC is going to heed that call. You know what I mean? Like more so. Like you'll have, I, again, we're talking semantics. We don't know how far that slider is going to go one way or another, but... I would imagine, because they were saying that no matter what, there's always going to be some level of PvP. So if you have that slider at like 5 or 10%, then I would guess that 90 to 95% of the time, the interactions you're going to deal with are going to be NPCs, because they did say it was going to be a 90% uh, population-wise, 90% NPCs to 10% players. 
Right, uh-huh. right. Well, then also it depends on what what area of space you're in too, because there are going to be like patrolled areas where if someone right. attacks you, you're that person is likely to be interdicted rather quickly. Yeah, so similar gonna, similar to Eve. Right. So, um, yeah. What do, what do they call that? Um, is it null sec? Is that the null place sec. where yeah. is the place where you can? It's pretty much anything goes, or is it the other way around? That in NullSec you're safe. It's a good question. I don't know, and I'm googling it right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the interwebs! You gotta love them. Uh, so anyway, it's um um anyway. I think it's it's interesting stuff, and you know when you think about it, um, it just you know how and how it may potentially affect the way we play the game. It's you know it's uh, entertaining. Yeah. Will we ever get to a point where we don't have any questions? Probably not. Not not <laughs> not in this lifetime, John. <laughs> and yes, nullsec is zero point zero space, sometimes referred to as nullsec, is the lawless regions of Eve. Okay, okay. So don't go there. <laughs> Wait, Unless, leap. How did you know that? Um, I, I don't know. Uh, like I, I didn't think you played Eve. I don't. I don't. But I've I've um I've um. Uh, uh, Scott Manley, I've watched some of his uh, oh, okay. YouTube videos on on Eve, and um, you know, I, I was sort of as when I first got into Star Citizen, I was kind of looking for another space game to play just to kind of uh, get ready for uh-huh. when this became more playable, and uh, that was one of the ones I checked out. I chose I chose to go with Elite instead. I mm. tried I tried three or four times to get into Eve over the course of literally ten years, and I just. It's so hard to get into that game, and there's no tutorials. Nobody will cut you a break. The last yeah. time, the last time I played, I made it out to Nullsec. I'd played for about six or seven months. I built up a really nice uh, hauler, and I ended up uh, like going into uh, a player-run starport. And I didn't log in for like a month or two because I was busy, you know, just busy. And I came back and they had taken all my stuff and told me I was a spy and I couldn't get any of my gear back. And I was <laughs> like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not that's not fun. No. Yeah, I no. don't know if there's a free to play portion or if it was a free weekend, but um, I think I got it on Steam and I I played. I jumped in and I played for like two minutes, five minutes, and. And I had no idea what to do. And I am just, I'm the worst with trying to figure out how to play a game. And I just like, you know, when I literally have no idea what to do at all, I'm just done. Like, I'm sure it's an awesome game, um, but it seems like that there's not that much. It's just a lot of menus and stuff. It, yeah. it, um, it can be a bit elitist, at least in my experience. Mm-hmm. It was a bit elitist, where it was just like, you know, the, the, you've got these cats that have been playing the game for 10 years, and they're so good at it, and they know so much about it, and they're just, nobody in EVE really seemed interested in new players. They seemed very much like this was our world, and people that yeah. come in that are new, we're going to just take advantage of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's like, they call it spreadsheet, spreadsheets in space, right? Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like, it seems... That it's not really gameplay as much as it's it's more strategic, you know, yeah. and, and in a real abstract sense. But yeah, it really is. I, there's some cool mechanics, but but overall, yeah, it just I, I really tried because it was the, it's been the only game in town for a lot of years, 
And I really tried. And and the other thing, too, was I didn't like playing a ship, you know, because that's basically what you're playing. You're playing Uh, a ship. You're not, they don't really have, now they have like a character that has a hangar, but they don't do anything with that character other than have them walk around in their hangar. Um, But for the longest time, like the whole concept behind Eve is that you plug into your ship and become the ship. And it's like, eh. Yeah, that's, well, okay. Uh no thanks. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> All right. Um, well, you're not interested in the possibility of losing one hundred thousand dollars overnight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was very, very cool. You know that whole battle that cost like some, you know, fourteen quadrillion real world dollars all in twenty yeah. minutes. Yeah, um, <laughs> that that I like is um, uh, the idea of and and hope that we're going to have something like that in Star Citizen at some point. <laughs> As long as right. I'm not, as long as I'm not the guy. <laughs> as long as you're not the stuff. one on the losing end, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just mean epic space battles like that. I mean, yeah. it's just. Like, I like the possibility of it, but I don't want it to happen to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. I go to the races to watch the crashes. <laughs> no, not really, not really. Okay. Um, Crimson Hawk Moth asked, "Will we be able to decorate the insides of our ships with logos and or signs?" And what um, uh, Travis and uh, was it Darian? Is that what the guy's name is? Um, yeah, Darian. It's Darian. Yeah. Um, what they said is that um, uh, cockpit cockpit decorations are were a stretch goal, or they are a, a, an existing stretch goal that they're um, designing to meet, and that the, what they've been thinking about is extending that idea into a, a ship decoration system. I know we've talked before about being able to uh, design uh, custom skins for your ships and stuff like that. And so I was thinking that, um, you know, sort of to, to uh, tie back into our forums, uh, we've been, uh, we have a thread there where we were asking folks to submit uh, logo ideas. And we've gotten a, a lot of, uh, of really good response. And I was thinking, uh, because they were saying in the, uh, Travis and, and Darian were saying, you know, you'll be able to have multiple logos for um, whatever it is that you want. So, you know, we, if we have different, um, you know, sort of sub-orgs or different, you know, specialized groups within our org that do stuff together, then we could have, you know, multiple of those guys with ships logos, you know, with maybe a little extra something to sort of designate the um, the sub-group um, uh, mission or or, yeah. uh, or theme and have those just like all over our ships, you know. And so was kind of excited to hear about this, you know, like this would be um, something we don't we we're not going to be stuck with just one logo because I think we, we have we have so many good ideas uh, 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 at our disposal. Um, I think it'll be it'll be good for us to be able to uh, utilize more than just one. Mm-hmm. I am a, I, I will freely admit this. I am like a little girl playing house when it comes to decorating spaceships. My <laughs> my YT twenty four hundred in Star Wars Galaxies was so macked out. I spent hours decorating that ship. So to be able to to eventually uh, decorate my Andromeda is going to be just crazy cool. I'm very very excited about that. Um, that aspect of the game because it's just you you know you want it to feel home like home you want to feel like you live there it's one of the things that I hate about um, uh, Knights of the Old Republic online is that everything from the ships to the bars across the board you can't sit in chairs you can't interact with your environment and Mm. so to be able to interact with your environment on that level to be able to decorate your ship is just going to be really cool and I want little rubber dinosaurs to put on on the dash (laughs) 
That's awesome. <laughs> well, that was in Elite Dangerous in the early days. They had bobbleheads in your ship. You had a bobblehead, and you, you had two choices. You could have um, it was like the little sort of looked like reminded me of the Bob's Big Boy bobblehead. I mean, you have Bob's Big Boys out there in uh, in uh, the Midwest, there, John. Uh, no, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they had a, like a little bobblehead like that, or you can have a pine tree, like a like a dancing pine tree, you know. And it was cool. And then they took it out. Made me sad. That's when I stopped playing the game. I just said, you know what? <laughs> you know, that's just that ain't if happening. I, if I can't have my bobblehead, I will not play this game. That's right. That's right. I'll take my space game entertainment dollars and go elsewhere, sir. Um. So anyway, um, I think that it's um, um, it's exciting that um, we're gonna have we're gonna be able to decorate. I'm guessing our hangers at some point too. That we'll be able to hang stuff all over our hangers. And, I would uh, think, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, we've got we've got too much talent and too much good uh, good material to uh, to uh, to not have this happen. So uh, then there was um, there was this. I don't know if either of you guys read the op.net man turrets uh, article. It's um, I don't know what if it's like trying to be like a parody on a on a on a television show on a on a radio show or a chat show or, or something, but um, uh, it in the, and I don't know if um, if uh, Hardpoint has done a, a recording of this. I'd be really interested to hear uh, his recording of this. Uh, but it, the thing starts off; it's a, like a transmission uh, format thing, and it starts off with a little bit of a kind of a weapons chat, and then it turns into a discussion of human versus alien rights relative to turret descriptions of all things and uh, the the person that's arguing for change is saying that um, that calling something a manned turret is uh, disrespectful to non-human species and that they should instead be called operated turrets um, and I was I, you know at first I'm kind of like well, this is really kind of, of weird but then you know kind of given all of the uh, uh, the the forum rage uh, over the turret nerfing thing that happened, uh, um, I guess it's happened now with 1.1. 1. 1. Uh, I was kind of wondering if this was like a clever dig by CIG at, you know, the the, the, the forum trolls that are, all, you know, all worked up about, um, you know, that this is now broken and the game is ruined and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, did you, either of you guys read it? I didn't have a chance to read it, um, but I've seen, um, the, I've read a couple of those posts, and they do that. Um, they do that a lot, where they do like these kind of interrupted uh, talk show transmissions. And I think that what they're trying to do is lay the foundation for the universe and, and add the tension between the races. Like, you know, for example, the the Tavaran um, live with us. They're 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 a race that we kind of beat down, and their species is on the decline. So mm-hmm. I, I think that they're trying to kind of, um, you know, add like a sense of uh, racial uh, or space special divide where some people are kind of, you know, bigots and some people are kind of not. And I think that that's all kind of lending itself to the bigger universe and what they're trying to do with the lore. Yeah, yeah. You know, as maybe I'm just totally reading into it or wanting to read into it, but I, I thought, you know, huh, it's like somebody at CIG, you know, kind of, a little dig at the at some of the more vocal forum folks, you know, saying, um, you know, I got your nerfed uh, turret right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's entirely possible. Yeah, it could be. All right, well, I'm going to pretend it is. 
Um, so then we also we got around the verse uh, uh, episode thirty six on Thursday, and um, again they're they're still doing the same format where um, they're having each of the offices kind of report something. And in Santa Monica, they had some detailed Merlin chat. Um, Jimmy, did you get a chance to see that? Yes. <laughs> Have a thought or two about it. Oh, I've got all sorts of thoughts. How long is this podcast? Four and a half hours tonight. Uh, dude, I got two terabytes of disk space. You just go until you're done. <laughs> um, well, a couple of things. Um, the Merlin is exactly what I was expecting it to be, which is going to be a lightweight interceptor. Um, it's going to be light. It's going to be fast. It's going to be agile. It's going to pack a big punch, but it's going to be a glass cannon. Um, and that's exactly what I was expecting. I was expecting it to be a ship that's fast and and, and has a good punch, but you know, you just can't get hit. Um, so my biggest concern with this is I've come to learn lately, being a mouse and a keyboard player, that I need to have, um, uh, I can't have uh, hard-mounted weapons. I need to have, um, whatchamacallits? Gimbal. Gimbaled. Thank you. Um, I, need to be, I need to have gimbaled weapons. I just, anything that I fly that is hard-mounted, I can't hit anything. I, I am just chasing targets, and it, it's insane. But when I have things gimbaled, at least with mouse and keyboard, I'm able to lock on. I'm able to to do some good damage. I took a big uh, hit, uh, weapons wise, on all f- uh, on both my weapon mounts for my ghost. But it was worth it to be able to have them gimbaled. So my concern with the Merlin is it's such a small ship, and and just looking at the design of it, even though they're saying that that's going to change. Looking at the design of it, I'm concerned that I might not be able to put gimbals on it. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, which, if that's the case, then obviously an NPC or hopefully a yellow uh, yellow stag or an ace, hint, hint, uh, <laughs> will, will be, you know, will be able to pilot that for me in a pinch. Well, but if it's, if it's maneuverable enough, doesn't, um, God, I forget where I heard this, but someone was saying like that the, um, the Gladius is so maneuverable that kind of the, the benefit of gimbals is almost kind of negligible because. Well, yeah, no, I was going to say, I, I actually, I flew the Gladius the other night and I was, I was hitting targets. It is nimble, but still not the same as when I've got something gimbaled. So I don't know. You know, yeah. it's going to be interesting to test. I'm really excited for the Merlin to get in game, and but I'm also a realist. You know, if if I can't shoot anything with it, then I know it's going to be something an NPC flies, or it's going to be something that uh, a player character flies. Which really, at the end of the day, that's going to probably be what happens anyway. Because yeah, yeah. if it's a glass cannon, I'm not going to okay. You go ahead, NPC, fly my you know fly my Andromeda. I'm going to go ahead and die in this Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you I mean, don't know what the hard points are on it, right? Well, uh, it, potentially it's going to change, but the last spec on it is there's a size 3 gun on the nose, and then there's size 1 guns on the wings. Now, if if okay. if the hard point for the wings is a size 1, how do you gimbal that? You can't. Right. Hmm. And the nose gun is a size 3, but if you look at the ship's design... It literally is like locked into the nose of the ship. It looks mm-hmm. like a snub fighter in every sense of the word. It looks like mm-hmm. a snub fighter. So I, I don't. I have a feeling that they're not going to be gimbled. I have a feeling that they have a lot of work to do on that still, and it could change a lot. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. definitely a wait and see. Um, I'm excited, regardless, even if it's something that doesn't fit my, my play style, I'm still excited to have that option on board the ship. Yeah. Um, you know, and the play with that as far as tactics go, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Like, you could take that ship and, and basically lead, you know, pirates across your bow and just lay into them with, you know, whatever, I forget what size the hard point is, but the upper and lower turrets, you know. Um, potentially, I should be able to gimbal the four... Uh, the four hard points on the uh, engines as well. So there's a lot to play with, you know, but I like that um, they're pulling the shape, the changes that they're making, they're pulling from like a Ford Mustang or Ferraris, all sorts of sports cars, and that their goal is to make it look very aggressive. So that's neat. Yeah, that was kind of what what struck me about it and what why I thought of you was that, that just that all of the love and care for lack of a better way of putting it that they're they're lavishing on this ship i just thought you'd be going hey me mm-hmm. that end herald i'm just like i'm just full of win like you know the, <laughs> the the herald's getting worked on the merlin's getting worked on the only thing i'm bummed about but i guess i can't have it all is um that the retaliator is going to be the test bed for multiplayer systems on ships at least that's what i heard so uh-huh. yeah that means that like you know, that'll be the ship that they, I'm guessing, will, that they'll have in, you know, the second pilot seat for testing, the the, the gunner's mounts for testing, scanning equipment for testing, um, mm-hmm. that that'll be the first ship that we see those things in. Mm, okay. Which is awesome for you. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all tingly. Um, Ilphonic uh, gave their report, and uh, they, they looked a little bit better rested this week, so that was, that was kind of <laughs> nice. Um, and they just said that they're polishing up on the FPS, which now, and I didn't, I don't know if you, either of you guys caught this from the demo that we saw, but they said that um, there are going to be charging stations for the energy weapons. Uh, did you guys, either of you guys, so you don't like reload, you don't pop a clip in, you actually go and I think it's like a proximity thing, you have to be within a certain distance of... Um, a charging station and it wirelessly recharges uh, your your weapon. Huh? Did well, you, that's, you... Um, that's for the energy weapons. That's not for the ballistic weapons. Right, right. But like the um, the like the the tractor beam gun in F- FPS, I believe that's an energy weapon, right? Yeah. No, that's 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 true. So what what do you say? You're just like, hold on, my weapon's charging. Come on, faster, faster, faster. Well, it's like, did, you, did either of you guys play um, Unreal Tournament when uh, when it first uh, came out? Or, no. or it, it might have still been in the beta stage, but anyway, it was one on the Xbox. Anyway, it was one of the the big um, um, launch titles for Xbox Live. And prior to that, there there was speculation that they were going to have charging stations. Uh, instead of you know, as your typical FPS, you know, you would just have ammo floating around in the in the in the forest, and you would just go run over the top of it and magically pick it up. Um, but they had a mechanic where you would have to go get inside of a station, and you would get a full loadout of of, of ammo, but you were vulnerable for that three seconds or whatever it was it took to charge up. Um, uh, your your ammo supply and so i, mm-hmm. I thought that, that this is this might be sort of interesting in that like you know you could be standing there going charge 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 please charge you know and then but you're vulnerable and open to attack while you're doing that yeah it's kind of a cool way to separate it from the ballistic weapons and uh like something like uh planet side 2 one of the factions the vanu they have energy weapons as well um but they're 
their energy weapons are reloaded just by like a, a battery pack. It basically mm-hmm. it makes it exactly the same uh, reload mechanic as uh, the ballistic weapons of the other factions because you're just switching out a clip. Um, it's just that in the lore or whatever, you're not switching out for more ammo. You're switching out for a battery pack. Yeah. Um, so this way, it, it makes it so that you have to make sure that you're either near that station um, or you're going to have to be using ballistic weapons. Um, so, yeah, I think that sounds pretty cool. Strategery. You gotta have strategery. Gotta love the strategery, John. Mm-hmm. What are you? Um, it's a good word. What Thank are you? you. Uh, what are you looking? It's not mine, <laughs> John. What are you? Um, like, what are you? What are you looking to? What What do you think your role is going to be in a first person shooter? Like, uh, do you think you'll be wearing like heavy armor and being up front? Do you think you'd be more of a sniper? Like, what? As someone who plays uh, FPS, what? Where do you see yourself play style? Like, what are you hoping to see with with the game? In that respect, uh, I guess it it depends on the situation. Um, a lot of the times, I like to be the heavier player with the uh, more shielding or whatever, and he- heavier weapons. But I also like to be a medic. Um, I don't like sniping. Uh, I like shotguns. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like to cover the whole gambit. Other than sniping. I'm always horrible at sniping. Um, So, yeah, I guess I'm looking forward to playing that medic role and being that uh, heavy sort of tank role. Cool. Cool, cool. How how about you, Jimmy? Do you have any designs on a role in uh, FPS? Well, I think as you guys are getting to know me, you know that, you know, I'm very excited about smuggling and hacking. So I feel like sniping is probably going to be what I lean towards. I like the idea of, you know, quietly falling back and climbing up into the rafters and just kind of, you know, scoping out targets and, and either calling them down to the guys in the field um, and and or just take, you know, one-shotting them in the head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. I wonder if there's going to be much opportunity for sniping on uh, Gold Horizon. Yeah, that's a good point. There might not be. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Cool. All right. Well, um, Austin uh, reported in. They uh, talked about they're they're making statues, making pretty statues. So that's kind of nice. Our our uh, our social environments are going to have uh, pretty artworks to look at, and then also as we were discussing earlier, they're going to be working on the mining mechanic, or they have been working on the mining mechanic, um, and then they spend a, a, a significant amount of time, I guess, uh, working on that South by Southwest video. So uh, that's kind of what they've been up to. And uh, the UK guy, it's kind of like, you know, all of these, they, they have a, like a couple of people. And it seems like the UK, they're either putting like a totally terrified group of four or five people in front of the camera, or they just like stick one guy there and say, uh, you just wing that. We'll be back in five minutes. <laughs> this is the one guy, and he's talking like this about the things that they have to do and all the stuff that they're putting together for this, and it's fantastic. And and he is like he is like smarter with a hangover than I am on my best day, you know. So <laughs> yeah, uh, but inflection is your friend. <laughs> inflection is my friend. Um, <laughs> and uh, but anyway, uh, he did kind of uh, I, you know he started talking about thrusters, you know, which immediately like my head was heading towards the keyboard. But then he said on the gladiator, and my head I went whoa. <laughs> I did a Scooby Doo, you know, which I can't make that noise. I wish I could make that noise. Um, and then, uh, and then I did eventually just sort of nod off, but, uh, uh it was pretty cool. 
Um, Sandy's flight Your school. Dreams or? I'm sorry. Nothing. Just keep going. <laughs> never, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> um, uh, why? Yes, I do go to Sandy's flight school in my dreams. Thank you, John. Um, this week, I don't know if either of you guys saw this, but they had um, HUD and UI training, which I think is definitely worth watching unless you're some kind of uh, an expert on all of the different control systems that are available uh, to us in the uh, heads-up display of our ships. Um, it was pretty cool. Um, did you guys, either of you guys see it? Yeah, it was, it was nice to see. I, I, it's funny, as, as I've been programming a voice attack... I've mm-hmm. had to I've had to go and find that stuff like okay how do you manipulate your shields how do you you know and they don't necessarily make that clear I know there's a user manual out there somewhere but they don't make it readily apparent um, so a lot of that I already knew but it's really cool to see it up there especially because I know that it's kind of vague and and a lot of people are are still trying to figure out how to uh, access uh, their HUD and manipulate shields and engines and and um, weapons but the thing. That I found the most interesting about this, um, and there's also a, a Reddit post about this. Um, I know we're going a little bit of a tangent, but um, they had t- they had talked about in Sandy's flight school when you turn off your shields, when you turn off your weapons, your signal drops, mm-hmm. and that that is in a way their stealth mechanic. And then if you hide by something that gives off a lot of noise, that further masks your shield. Or further mm-hmm. masks your signal. Right. Uh, there is a uh, somebody on our forums posted a, a link to a thread. I want to say it's on Reddit, where they did some testing of the ghost, which I've been wanting to do for a while. And they were saying that yeah, if you kill all your systems and you're hiding behind an asteroid, or you kill all your systems and you're hiding near something that gives off a lot of noise, people can't target you. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. So. Yeah, I guess that sort of makes sense because if your system doesn't have the um, the information, then or if, if the because inf- it's the because what what was it the from the design document it's the signal ratio right right yeah um, so but then I forget it, it might have been on Star Signal this morning but uh, I remember somebody recently talking about that there is a missile now available in the uh, EA store uh, that it's a, a cross section. Is that the uh, the signal that it basically it's visual line of sight, right? Uh, isn't that the dumbfire rockets? I guess I guess kind of by definition it would be, um, but that there's no real good defense for that. There's no chaff right, for right. that. You know, it's like it if you can see the ship and you can aim one of these rockets at it, you're going to do some damage. So. Uh, but anyway, I, the thing I like about Sandy's Flight School is, you know, it's it's stuff that we've heard, you know, any, anyone who's played with Ace has heard it <laughs> right. uh, lot, lots of times. Um, but that, you know, she she's really good at when the guy who's training her says, okay, and then you do this and this and this. She says, oh, wait a second, what button did you press to make that happen, you know? Yeah, she's, um, she's really good at um, at leading the conversation to help clarify. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, check it out. It's you know, it's it's not very long. It's only a couple of minutes, but I think it's um, you know, if you're at all interested, it's a, a pretty good uh, a pretty good introduction at least to um, that part of uh, piloting your ship. And uh, the art sneak peek this uh, this week was um, a close up on one of the and I, I don't I don't know. You guys think that this is a, um, a a set of armor or is it a flight suit? They didn't say. 
I think um, I think it's a set of armor. John, what do you think, Air First Person Shooter Master? It looks like a helmet. Um, if you watch reverse, if you watch reverse, the, or I'm sorry, if you watch around the verse um, at the end, they actually show the full body makeup. Um, just for the for the listening audience, the only thing that we have in our show notes is a link to the helmet. Um, but there is a full body shot, and um, I I, I want to say it's heavy armor. But well, look at the little the little pluggy any things coming out of the side of the head. Doesn't isn't that the kind of thing that you like hook up when you get inside your ship? They look like they've been, like, cut off or something. Yeah. I don't know. It looks pretty cool, though. I mean, those, yeah. those, those eyes are kind of wicked. You know, it's, just... it's, an, it's, a, uh, it's an intimidating set of armor. Yeah. So um, uh, now we Do know... Do we think John it's human? Oh, that's a good point. Um, it could be Vandal or something. Hmm. Right? That's a good point. I don't know. I think yeah. the body shot though looks more human than anything else. Um, if you look at it, yeah. um, if you look at it, for the full body, the full full armor shot, it does look a little bit more human. But who knows? Yeah. Well. Anyway, um, I I think it's it's pretty cool looking. It doesn't look comfortable, but you know, what <laughs> no. Are you, what are you gonna do? <laughs> it does not look comfortable. Well, you never know. Our- there might be a nice heating and air conditioning unit inside of it. It it could have like a, a sound system inside, you know, like you know, and by that by that point, you know, it won't be like surround sound; it'll be like full body sound, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, as long as long as we're speculating, we should speculate large. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so um, in reverse the verse, which uh, is rapidly becoming one of my favorite uh, things ever of anything, any place, any time. Um, they talked uh, about a bunch of stuff I thought was pretty cool. Um, they said that much of uh, 1.1, which is out now, um, is in 64-bit, although it's all under the hood, and I don't think it—I don't think it's affected our map size, which I think was kind of the thing that a lot of us were anticipating uh, most coming out of 64-bit or the transition to 64-bit is you know not running into the side of the uh, of the uh, uh, playable area so often. Um, and uh, they also talked about uh, the FPS module and that it will require an FPS pass if you don't have alpha access. And I was kind of unclear on what alpha access is. And I think, John, you have alpha access, right? Yeah, alpha access gives you access to all of the modules up to the uh, b- before the PU drops. Okay. Um, so, and I think the only way to get that is if you were, if you got a package during the original uh, campaign. Okay. Um, so I think Gleep, you and Jimmy, um, just have an arena commander pass right now. Right. And then when FPS drops, you'll have to spend five dollars or whatever it is to get a pass to get in in there. Right. right. I have uh, I have beta access on my yeah, ship. Yeah, beta packages. is yeah, beta is just PU. That's what I thought. Yeah, I I was expecting that honestly. Like when they mentioned that, it wasn't a surprise to me in the least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was a little sad. I wanted to be special, like John. But no, I, you're not. You're not I, special at all. <laughs> you are, you are not a beautiful and unique snowflake. I am not. Oh wow! All right, um, we are going to be in beta when all the modules are completed and merged together. So I like that just because it sort of reaffirmed. Because you know, you listen to other shows, you read stuff in the forums, and they talk about you know what level of um, of release we're at right now and I, this, this is nice this reaffirms that we are still 
quite literally not in beta. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. I think, well, and Chris yeah. hasn't even called it alpha yet. No, I think it's yeah. still pre-alpha by his definition or by the definition attributed to him. So uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, there may be some uh, retaliator interior revamp done before launch, but it's not going to be done based upon what all the uh, all the uh, um, whiny boys uh, who were pew uh, uh, pewing over or qqing over. Uh, yeah, I guess. So. Uh, so when the uh, the retaliator came out, so it's just gonna be, it's gonna be stuff they want to change, and not because you know like people not the whiny boys, not the whiny boys. Is no. that like is that like the Hardy Boys? It is <laughs> the, the whiny boys. The whiny boys, except it's set in Napa Valley, and uh, and they're all like in their late seventies. Now I haven't um, I haven't been over to the official RS. Yeah, I know, right? I just I'm gonna glass right over that one. Um, <laughs> I haven't been to the official RSI site um, this week. What um what's the biggest complaint that people have about it? About the Retaliator? Yeah. Oh, there were. Uh, I think you remember that uh, John had um, posted a link to an article that came out like literally seconds after the Retaliator um, was in the hangar. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah, complaining about the geometry, and there were a lot of people complaining about that the hallways were stupid and that. Yeah, some guy has this really detailed post with like graphics and like he's drawn over it and and stuff and it's it's kind of incredible how much time yeah. uh and how detailed he how much he put into this post um to tell us how bad the retaliator is <laughs> he was just waiting um, to pounce yeah. yeah like who has that much time like it was like 20 minutes after it was released but anyway yeah. Um, there are some valid points in there, um, but really, it's just you know, it's a video game. It's not real life, so right. it it's supposed to look pretty, but also be functional. Um, so I just you know, just get over it. <laughs> <laughs> and you could send hate mail to the only <laughs> Jonto at. <laughs> um. But you know, I mean, and I forget there was one other show where they were talking to one of the designers and they asked him about um, uh, about this sort of thing. You know, like if stuff doesn't make functional sense, are you guys going to fix it? And he said, "Well, yeah, of course we are." But you know, I mean, it's like, are, and are we going to release stuff that doesn't make functional sense? You know, the first time around, of course we are. So there's there's um, always going to be a fight between um, fun over function. There's always going to be a balance between that, and people have to just accept that. That you know. It, it is like John said it's a game you know they, right. they have to strike that balance right I mean because I mean I think there were people that like uh, bailed out of the whole thing fairly early on when they realized that it was not going to be a thousand percent physics realistic you know or at least their interpretation of physics realistic you know right so and, yeah and one of the points about the retaliator was that it had a bathroom you yeah. know like where are you uh, Every human has to go to the bathroom. No, I mean, I, I have to go right now. <laughs> and in space, n nobody can hear you pass wind or pee. No one can hear you pee. No one can hear you pee. I like that. Yeah, thank you. That one is mine. You can use that. Strategy, not mine. That one is mine. Um, the whole series, and when they release it, is going to be five or six different ships. So it sounds like now it's actually going to be like kind of an all-at-once thing or many ships at once so it sounds like it's just going to be a giant box that you can put different stuff inside 
Yeah, that, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Pause for thought. I, I was I was ready for something really profound there. I, I just I, well, you you're, you said it. That that was profound. <laughs> I mean, because you know, think about it. What are, what is any ship but a box you put some stuff in? That's well, true. If it's if it's gonna be if it's gonna be five or six ships of varying size, I would imagine that right. once once they've got the main design locked then it's just a matter of making the ship bigger or smaller to accommodate whatever size modules need to go on it i I, i'm guessing that you're going to have modules are going to be similar to the way like weapons are structured in that you'll have like a size one module and a size 10 module and so i would imagine that the basic design of the ship will be relatively the same and just scale up and so will the modules you can attach to it well, I think that the 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 sizes they have planned are, are vastly different. I think they they said that one is going to be something roughly the the smallest one is going to be roughly the size of an aurora, right? And then and then the biggest one is going to, just going to be you know gargantuan. So, um, yeah, it's um, but I, I to your point, I think that that's probably right. That it's you know conceptually it, it'll be consistent across all the variations. It'll just be how that gets implemented, right? I think they're going to have to be like really big. Um, because, like, my Taurus has 1,900 freight unit capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Orion has sixteen over 16,000. Right. Um, and the Orion isn't a hauler. Right. So don't we need a hauler that can carry at least as much as an Orion? You would have to think. Yeah, I think that's been a conversation um, on that's been a conversation in general amongst a lot of people on the forums. Um, is that yeah? I mean, you're absolutely right. They need some large, large haulers um, to be able to move stuff for the ships that they're creating. Um, uh, you know, like like the uh, like the miner, like the mining ship. You know, they they mm-hmm. need something that's big enough to be able to accommodate moving those uh, moving that ore quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I think that you know we've had this conversation before, but someone has suggested you know why don't you when the Orion gets full just have it go back, and it's like you know it may take you literally you know space months to get to you know a really rich mining field or asteroid field. You you don't want to leave that. You want to keep going, and so right. uh, you you want to have a ship that can go out, take on the cargo, and you know uh, allow the Orion to keep doing its job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you send you send your explorer out to go find a, an asteroid field that nobody's found before. They discover a wormhole that drops them off into this amazing asteroid field. They relay that information to your org. You send out your 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 mining ships. It takes you, you know, however many space months. I like space months. That's my new favorite thing. <laughs> uh, it takes however many space months to get out there. You get out there you're not going to want to leave. And I think we talked about that last month or last episode. You're not going to want to leave. You're going to want to have fast haulers come in, grab that gear, grab that cargo, and move it out and continue to stay and work. Yeah. yeah Jimmy, so. it's time to go home. I don't <laughs> want to go home. I didn't get all my ore. There's so much ore. Think of all the activities we could do. <laughs> None of your back talk, young man. <laughs> All right, we got some new modes coming to Arena Commander, but they wouldn't tell us what yet. <laughs> See how and, they are? And there's that story. Yeah. Um, uh, CIG is continuing work on DK2 support, but things are not really going well. That's kind of disappointing. You know, for all us... Um, well, I'm not I'm not a current DK2 
uh, holder. Uh, but I, I think, um, isn't uh, one of the the Super Adelita brothers has a DK2? Um, I think and, so. Yeah. So um, I think and, somebody else just joined that said that they wanted to, they were interested in using their Oculus when it yeah. gets support. Is it supported at all right now? I think it has some. Well, you know, I don't know. It's supported in Elite Dangerous. I know that. Okay. That's but a different I, game. I you know, you're right. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I wonder if it's a fidelity issue. You know, that could be because didn't they, um, didn't uh, Richard and Matt say um, that the next generation of the Oculus that they saw at PAX East was just, you know, leaps and bounds better than, yeah. than, than the yeah. DK2? I think the DK2 is the one that's still 720p. Okay. So, well, anyway, it's, um, you know, they are supporting it, I guess, but I don't think it's a priority for them. I think it's, you know, it, you know relative to some other stuff. There's other stuff yeah. that's more important. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that there are two uh, rentable mount adapters in 1.1. Of course, this came out before 1.1 dropped. And uh, yes, they are there. I've seen them. So that's pretty cool. Um, did you did you guys take your 5000 RAC and rent anything yet? I rented one thing. It's the the gimbal for the Hornet. Oh, okay. Um, it was 2000. Mhm. Uh, and there's other stuff I want, but it's all more than the 3000 that I have left over and obviously we can't uh we can't we earn any REC right now because multiplayer is not working. Right. Um Well, but, can can you take guns off of uh, other ships you have and put put them on that gimbal? Yes. Yeah, if they're size one, if they're compatible. Yeah, I um right. yeah, because I did the same thing. I actually rented a couple of the um the smaller gimbals because um, I, I actually purchased the nose uh, gimbal for the Hornet because you know I knew that I was going to be using that regardless. Um, but I, I got a couple of the smaller gimbals I rented um, to try and put them to play with them on uh, on my. Uh, on my new Mustang Delta, which we'll talk about in a little while, I'm sure. Yes. Um, and then also on my um, on my Cutlass Black. So I'm really excited to be able to rent those gimbals and and try and find a balance with the gimbals and the weapons uh, that fits my playstyle across all of the ships that I have that I'm going to use in combat. Okay. Well, uh, is now Jimmy? Aren't the the existing guns on your Delta on the gimbal that that it comes with? Aren't those ones? The ones on the guns on the wings, the big guns, are not gimbaled. Oh, okay. Because I was just wondering, John, if you can take the the weapons because you still have your Delta, correct? Yeah. Uh, can you take the the guns off of the nose of your Delta and put them on the Hornet uh, gimbal? Yeah. Oh, have you done that? Is it cool? Did you like it? Um, I don't know where the guns came from that I put on the horn of my hornet. <laughs> they were just but, lying around. But they worked. And the, uh, the guns the guns on the nose of your uh, Delta are a size one gun. So that will fit right. on the Hornet. The guns that are on the Delta wings are the badgers. Those are size uh-huh. two. Right. So the thing that I have to kind of rectify is or that I'm gonna have to rectify play style wise is if I want to put gimbals on those wings I can only put tier or uh, level one guns on there so I'm wondering I'm going to fly it and test it but I'm just wondering if if it's going to be worth it but the thing is if I can't hit anything 
unless it's unless I have you know gimbaled weapons, then it's kind of a moot point to have size two guns on there anyway. Yeah, it's interesting. It seems like people that are using mouse and keyboard uh, are a lot more accurate with gimbaled weapons, and then people that are uh, running with a hotas or a joystick uh, really like to have non-gimbaled weapons. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so I think it's it's a pretty good balance uh, the the way they have it set it up set up now. Yeah, I mean, definitely, I prefer having fixed weapons with uh, playing with the gamepad. Mm-hmm. Because uh, yeah, that makes the, sense. The right the 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 gimbaled controller, I guess, um, is the right stick, and it's really very very not precise. So um, I much prefer to just line up the nose of my ship with what I'm I'm shooting at and go pew pew. So all right, um, so uh, manned turrets cannot be converted to unmanned at this point. Um, and I, so I was sort of wondering if this is going to affect the Super Hornet or the current iteration of the Super Hornet. I'm guessing you're still going to be able to use the the third set of guns up on top um, that you're but, not going to... Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, I was going to say, is that, or do they just become fixed weapons? Like, or Cause, maybe cause they don't have a full operational now. Right, I mean, it's, I mean you can because you can get into the second seat and... You know, you have. I, I believe you can operate not in game. Although it'll be interesting to see if if somebody can get into um, Ace's uh, Super Hornet and um, operate the, the the turret guns, yeah, or the, the ball turret guns. Um, but that anyway, they can't be converted to unmanned. So I yeah, I, I'm unclear on how that's going to affect the Super Hornet. But um, it seems like uh, at some point you you'll be able to swap that out and make it into a essentially a, a one seated chip. Well, and then yeah. what about like the turret on the black, you know, or on the Cutlass series in general? You know, they've got the um, the uh, mounted turret as well. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I'm, if Good I had point. to, yeah. if, if I had to guess, they will probably, I think what they mean is that those weapons will work like your normal gim- gimbaled weapon. In other words, they only have certain a certain degree of movement to the front of the ship. Whereas if you have an NPC or a player character that is actually in that uh, that turret, that they have a full 360-degree range of motion, mm. is what I'm guessing. Because they do work now. Yeah, yeah. I think actually what it might mean is right now that what's in there is a ball turret. Um, and that, for it to be a manned turret, needs to be switched out with a different module or something. Mm-hmm. Um, because maybe right now it can't be manned because it's the ball. I, d- I don't know. It's, keep, keep your keep your eye on the ball, John. Lots of questions. I, I try to. Lots of questions. <laughs> you don't lots of... you don't want to keep your eye on a ball turret because that means you're dead. Exactly. <laughs> oh, look at well, that ball turret! Look at the shiny lights that are flashing <laughs> right in front of my windows. That's so pretty. That's See, this... one thing that I'm missing in the rec store is the the ball. Because I can't get that for my right. regular yeah. hornet. Yeah, that's right. Right, right. Well, I mean, and this is the problem with having a job, is that you can't be available during the day to actually, like, watch this thing live and, you know, type in questions like, what the hell did you mean by that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Gladys Free Flight Week in about a week. Um, so, that'll be kind of fun. Oh. Um, and we won't be able to see REC rented ships in our hangars. Uh, so do you, can you guys see REC rented uh, weapons 
on your ships in your hangars? Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, I mean, I rented a couple of pieces and threw them on, on the ships, and I, I, I think that I saw them in there. Hmm. Well, I put my gimbal mount on my loner Hornet, and I don't see that in my hangar anyway. So. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that'll be... Um, that's it's interesting I don't know I don't know it's kind of like ah, uh, why not it's like you know because you would think that would sort of be part of like renting the ship as you want it like you rent a car you know you, you yeah. bring it home you park it in front of your house and go yeah that Corvette's mine you know like that yeah just just Perfect. like that yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah okay TMI alright um, <laughs> what and nothing, nothing, nothing at all about Avenger variants because now I care. And you know why? You know why I care, guys? Space Santa. Because Space Santa brought me an Avenger. How Come cool around. is that? Yeah. Space since we're talking about it, Space Santa also brought me a Mustang Delta. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. But I know about the Delta, but somebody got you an Avenger. That's right. Wow. <laughs> Our fans are like the best. Wow. The absolute best. Yeah. I mean, it's, and uh, people, I tweeted a picture of it in my hangar, and, you know, uh, and folks are saying, oh, well, I think they were starting a pool. How quickly will he melt it? Um, but I am, I am not melting this one. This one is going to live uh, right in my central bay. And, um, you know, every time I log in, it's going to remind me of how cool a group of people we play with. And, um, yeah. you know, I'll get a little bit weepy. And you know. space, uh, space Santa had requested to remain anonymous. Um, yes, but I yes. think it's safe to say that I, there's really no words to to saying thank you. To, it's like that's just crazy, man. Thank you, thank you for getting you know me a ship. That's just so cool. Like just it's just awesome. I it is. It don't is. even know what. Don't even really know how to articulate um, how just cool and kind and thoughtful that is it is i mean that exactly what he said and i, I have to give uh, jimmy jimmy came up with uh, space santa which i thought was a, a pretty cool a pretty cool thing to call this anonymous person <laughs> yeah uh, can i ask you guys something maybe possibly it, is it the same person for both of you yes yes it okay is. yes it is okay that's that, that was that leading that mystery question i asked you the other day john Yes. Yeah. Yes. We have it, different. We have different benefactors. Right. That's craziness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you're you're Space Santa, man. That's you know, that's there you go, right there. There we go. There you go, right there. <laughs> right there. R- right there. Right there where I'm pointing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, so anyway, uh, Space Santa, thank you very much. That is very cool, and I'm. Totally excited about the Avenger again, and I'm going to learn to fly the damn thing, damn it. Um, and when the variants come out, I'm excited to find out what I'm going to be able to... Is it, is it going to be a, um, a bounty hunter ship? Is it going to possibly be a small ambulance-type ship? Will it be a small, like, medic kind of thing? So, you know, that that could be Ooh, cool. Um, an, an ambulance would be really cool. Yeah, you know, sort of a, a small version of the Cutlass Red. Um, so, you know. Like a, like a single, like single medbay? Type, yeah, uh, medical ship, or just maybe like a box of bandages and a and a, a, a bottle of rubbing alcohol That's <laughs> and some all and some gaff tape. Here you go, you're good. That's right. Here's some rub some dirt on it. Walk it off. <laughs> Walk it off. I don't have a leg. Walk it off. <laughs> exactly. 
All right. So anyway, that's that's very very cool, and um, uh, we want to acknowledge Space Santa, but uh, honor uh, uh, their request to remain anonymous. So. All right. So and speaking of one point one, it is alive, sort of. Kind of. Uh, yeah. The ish. patch. Ish. Yeah. The pat patch came down first last Friday, and. Uh, it was so lumpy uh, that a full restall, reinstall became required, and uh, the, it was so so uh, complicated they issued a uh, an installation guide for a patch, which I thought was kind of uh, kind of interesting. Um, and um, as of Sunday, uh, for our meetup, uh, the multiplayer was broken pretty good, so um, uh, CIG suggested sticking to single player modes only. Um, but actually, to- I think the clean install was. Uh, a planned thing. Yeah. Oh, really? It, it yeah, seems I, like it was. Yeah, they wanted to wipe everybody's thing and just start with a clean slate. Oh, okay. Um, and I haven't really gone in um, much since patching, except to look at my Avenger and um, and uh, uh, my Tally a little bit, just because I love them so bad. Um, but have you guys gotten any, any uh, seat time, as we say? Um, I played a couple games of Vandal Swarm. Um, uh-huh. First thing I did was rent that gimbal and throw it on my my loner hornet, mm-hmm. um, only to find out that when I logged in, the uh, free flight week had been extended a couple days. Um, yeah. I think it's over by now. Uh, I'm not sure, though. Um, but I, it was cool that I was able to put that gimbal on there uh, and fly the Hornet. So I played a couple matches of Vandal Swarm on my own. And then t- this afternoon I jumped in and I did get into a match of Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it failed a couple times, but then I got in on like the third try, uh, which is kind of what everyone is experiencing right now. And I think all they'd really have to do as far as I could tell through the forums uh, is they need to expand their servers because they just can't handle how many people are getting on right now. Uh, but other than that, it seems like they fixed the issues of people n- not being able to find matches mm-hmm. uh, and whatever else was happening. Um, so I, I think that the issues should be fixed within a couple days. Well, I mean that's good. I mean that uh, so many people want to play the game that they're having. You know, uh, our cup runneth over. You know, I mean that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think they switched over at least for the update servers, mm-hmm. uh, the patch servers. They switched to Amazon cloud servers, uh, mm-hmm. which supposedly is going to make patches download a lot faster. Oh, okay. so that should be good, and I think the story behind Amazon servers is they have the ability to expand based on how much traffic there is. Uh, so that's only a good thing. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, I mean, I, I don't feel, I don't feel concerned like um, the current situation is going to stay broke for, for a long time. You know, I know in the most recent post they put out, they talked about, you know, contingency plans out, as far as the next major release, uh, which is just awesome that they have those things in place and they're not just totally doing this seat of the pants like, uh, you know, try changing that, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but I, I would be 
sort of surprised if we don't have uh, multiplayer back in time for um, Aces Flat Academy on uh, Thursday. Uh huh. Yeah. At least that that's that's the optimism I'm choosing to live within. Um, I got so. Um, well, as I say, I got um, I got in um, and uh, did a little bit, uh, played a little bit with uh, with weapon loadouts. Mm-hmm. Um, and experimenting with gimbals and yeah, pretty much doing Vandal Swarm. And John, did you notice that Vandal uh, Swarm is a lot harder now? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what Ace was telling yeah, me. It's it's definitely a lot harder. I was on my own. Uh, I think I got to like thirteen. Uh, one of the last times I played before the new patch. This time I got to five. Oh, wow. Well, I think when we were playing in the PTU, uh, um, Ace and Stag had made mention. Um, we did get to 18, but it took us an hour. Right. And, uh, and people were normally blowing through it in like 15, 18 minutes. And uh, they were commenting on, you know, hey, that was a lot harder. Uh, John, when you were in Battle Royale, did you win any REC? I didn't finish the game. Oh, okay. So The problem to... is um, I didn't do my loadouts before I jumped in. Uh-huh. And for some reason, it keeps the gimbal on, but it only put one of the weapons on. Uh, so I was flying with the two wings and one uh, gimbaled weapon on the I, front. I had that problem, too. Um, I, I wasn't sure if that was a problem, because there's there were so many ships in uh, the um, in the uh, the ship organizer window, whatever the hell I call it. Um, and uh, I couldn't figure out if that was if that was a bug because there were so many weapons in there. I couldn't get an accurate count on weapons, but I had the exact same problem. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I think if you manually load it out every time you start the game, it, it seemed to work for me. Um, but is 1.1 supposed to fix the loadouts? Like it's supposed to persist through every time you launch the game? I found it that did. they did. It did in the PTU. Yeah, yes. it, it has so far. Uh, yeah, I noticed that the other day. Was it the the uh, mount stayed uh, where yeah. I moved them to? Yeah, so it definitely kept my mount. It just forgot to put the other weapon on there. Mm. Okay. Well, it'll be fixed. It'll be fixed. Yeah. yeah so. All right. Um, and sort of the last bit of official news is that uh, we did have the Retaliator release, obviously, and um, it looks great in the hangar. Um, some, I think we were discussing uh, last week that we thought that there, the crew was eight, uh, but it turns out that the actual um, official or max crew is now six people for some reason, which seems sort of odd to me because you've got a pilot and you've got five turrets, um, but then you also have a bombardier seat, too. Um, so... Um, maybe maybe that's not right, or you know, maybe they only have you know six beds or lockers or toothbrushes or something. I don't know. But um, anyway, that's um, that's obviously still a work in progress as well. So, uh, but it's just really cool to to walk around inside. Although it's kind of strange. I've the last few times I've gone into it, um, or the last time I went into it, I just like kept falling through the floor, just like clipping through to the 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 hangar floor. So. Um, I guess there's a little bit more to be done. Buggy. Buggy. I keep forgetting what the answer to this is, but when it says that the max crew is six, does that mean that the, the, that is the amount of stations that are available for people to be actually doing stuff? And would other people be able to just, like, stand around and do nothing while you're in flight? Yes. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah you, no, you can just... 
I think I read or heard somewhere that the number of people you can have in your ship is like limitless. It's, I mean, oh, okay. Yeah, Chris had said that right now it's limitless until people start to abuse it, and then they'll start to try and figure out ways to uh, reduce it within reason. Like he was saying that they wanted to do something that was based on in fiction, like um, the oxygen supply can only hold a max of twenty five people in a constellation, for example. Okay. Cool. Right, so, right. so you can pack people in there. They can just sit wherever they yeah. want. Yeah. As of right now, there is okay. well, and going forward, there's no max cap other than I guess how many people you can sandwich in there. And I think Chris had even kind of made a joke about you know he's curious as to see, you know, how many people they can, how many characters they can stuff into a ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I was talking to Darson, and he said that he wanted to test that with his uh, cutlass. Um, in 1.1 because he said he could land and walk around in the cockpit area yeah um he said there's some invisible wall that doesn't let him go into like the cargo bay but he could get out of like the front door go to the back and open that hatch and walk in there like three feet or something and he said that he could fit like four people in the back and then like four people in the front and he says he wants to try that um once multiplayer gets working uh, and try to take off with those people in there. I think there's going to be all kinds of entertaining shenanigans in multiplayer free flight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so and one last thing before we get to the community stuff. Um, there was a leak, gentlemen. Um, somebody uh, either with, and I don't know if anyone knows yet, if it was within CIG or someone outside... Um, uh, got some uh, was able to get images out of CIG's um, release schedule management software, and uh, so it's kind of been floating around. I guess it, it started uh, it was originally posted in a in a subreddit, and uh, it shows the release schedule for stuff coming up in um, in the I guess all the way through the completion of or the launch of the of the PU. Um, I started to look at it and then I I realized you know hey I'm looking at spoilers here and this is stuff that I really don't want to know. Um, and uh, they had a really good conversation this morning on Star Signal about this, which um, I encourage people to listen for this conversation and also um, for um, our our friend our new friend Raxiel uh, was on their their show today. So, yeah, that's oh, right. Nice. That's right. Yeah. Um, so uh, definitely, you know, give him a listen. Uh, he was there as a guest uh, today, and uh, um, uh, I guess he he plays. Uh, he is also a member of um, one of the orgs that uh, a couple of the guys associated with that show in Australia, um, where he lives, um, are in. So, uh, but anyway, um, my I and Chris Whiskey, the sort of the the deep voiced guy on the show, um, he sort of summed it all up for me. Is he said, you know what? It's just a, in general, you don't hack your friends, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, and CIG has been, you know, so forthcoming with information and so, you know, uh, making such a huge effort to keep us updated. Um, almost quite literally on a daily basis with developments, be they good or, or bad, uh, that why why would you like break into their system and disseminate stuff that they haven't given folks permission to see, you know? Well, yeah, and it, it'd be 
it'd be nice if we knew if it was that or somebody inside CIG that's doing this, which I certainly hope it's not. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, if it's in, if it's internal, then they need to do some house uh, cleaning, and if it's external, that's I think that's a bigger issue. If they actually got hacked, that's not cool at all. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what it is. I mean, I, you know, after. You know, and I freely admit I did. I clicked on the link and I looked at the the thing and I said, "Oh, oh!" And then I, you know, as um, uh, Julian, one of the other guys, one of the regulars on the show, was saying, "You know, hey, they're they're giving you mission titles. You know, um, you know, real spoiler stuff. It's like stuff that you don't, you know, I don't want to know." And um, so yeah, when this happens for a really big like AAA game like Assassin's Creed or something. Um, that's kind of something that is kind of cool to see, I guess. Um, but it's just like, it feels like we are more involved with this game on a level mm-hmm. that it's it's as irritating for us to see this as it is for CIG themselves. Right. Yeah. Um, well- so, yeah, I don't... When I saw... Uh, I think it was uh, uh, Richard that shared it with us, and I... Uh, you know, I'm thankful that Richard shared it with us so that we could know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is just kind of irritating to see it. But honestly, who knows what this actually is, if it's accurate, when it was created. Um, and, you know, there are all of the, the mission titles for Squadron 42. Um, so I... <laughs> If you're if you don't like spoilers, definitely don't look at it. Yeah. Um, th- it's kind of cool to see what they are. I did look at all of them, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, just definitely stay away if you're if you're uh, cautious about spoilers. Yeah, yeah. It's just I um I think that it's um you know I'm glad that you know we're aware of it. Richard made us aware of it just so that I can say on this show that I don't think that it's um, a, a good thing or a healthy thing. No. Um, I, I think that sharing information um, is healthy, and I think that CIG has really done an uh, just a an un an unparalleled uh, job of doing that. And what and another thing that Chris said that I thought was was very uh, spot on is that this creates an adversarial relationship between the backers and CIG. When yeah. stuff like this yeah. happens, is is that that they have to start treating all of us like they treat treat the least of us, you know? Uh-huh. And um, I don't want to see that happen. So um, I'm I'm glad that Richard shared it with us, so I can you know for one you know, on this show say you know hey CIG I I'm I support you and I I'm not happy about this. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, I I agree. They're so they're so transparent that like it's just it's not even necessary like. Why even do that, you know? Especially all the release date stuff we kind of already know. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's all stuff that we don't need to know and we pretty much don't care to know about. Yeah, Yeah. yep. I think they're telling us what what we are comfortable with knowing. Well, they're they're spinning an amazing tale for us in Squadron 42. Why would you want to cut to the final chapter, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. it's, I mean, it's like, why would you want to see the last five minutes of, of, of a movie that you've been looking forward to for, you know, so many years? I mean, it just, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't, I mean, I get why people do this sort of thing. I mean, they want the clicks, they want the recognition for, you know, you know, 
hacking the system or whatever, you know, that's, you know, but I, I just don't, I don't, I feel kind of bad about it, you know. Yeah. Well, so. it's, you know, it's, it's, it's like the, um, it's like the photo hacks for celebrities. Um, yeah. It's, it's information that is not for the public just because it's on the internet doesn't make it public domain. It doesn't make it okay yeah. to take that information from someone's cloud service um, you know, or wherever they store their their personal information, it doesn't make it okay to take that information and put it on the internet. No, you know, it's just it's just wrong. And you know, it's 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 nice to see a lot of people in the gaming industry and a lot of people on on a whole starting to come around to that sort of thinking that that that's not okay. You know, that like mm-hmm. leaked nude images of celebrities are not cool. Stealing, you know, release date information from a publisher is just, it's its not cool. Right, right. So anyway, this is not the sort of thing we normally talk about. We try to keep it fun and light and, and happy and, you know, silly. But um, just thought it was important to mention that and let CIG, assuming they're listening, um, that uh, we got your back, yo. They're totally listening. Yes, they, they all listen to this show all the speaking time. Speaking of fun and light, it looks like the I don't know how to say this Imgur Imager, yes, the the Imgur link or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it leads to a four hundred four now. Yeah, it's down. Um, so it looks like awesome. that's down, and the four hundred four page for Imgur is uh-huh. a, a p- bunch of portraits of animals, and their eyes follow your cursor when you move it. <laughs> Perfect. So oh, definitely yeah, that's click great. on that link. Yeah, now now you want to click on the link because that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's, it's like it's, they they've changed it into a kitten video. Got to see that. Yeah, this a, is better. Uh-huh. This is way better than the spoilers. There's a Shakespeare cat. There's a, a rather proper looking uh, giraffe. Yeah. Nice. Amazing. <laughs> All right. So hey. Guys, let's talk community stuff. What do you say? Yay. Awesome. You know what? Last week we had 73 members. This week, 87. Jeez. Wow. When are we going to crack triple digits? You know, if we keep this pace up, it'll be next week. That's um, awesome. It is. So real quick, going to go through uh, the list of new folks who join us and welcome them aboard. First, we have Piker. He's another Australian. And uh, he's got, like, like, Previous Australians we've had join. Um, he has an amazing list of ships. Uh, he loves the show. Thank you very much. And he has been a big fan of Chris Roberts uh, since the beginning. He plays a lot of Elite Dangerous with the DK2. Uh, maybe that was the guy we were thinking I think, about. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, all right. Uh, Methos, uh, he found our show through the Podcast Addict Android app. I'm going to practice saying that a lot. Um, <laughs> he has he has a freelancer, and he is looking for a fun group. Well, you have found them, sir. Uh, Kane would love to come fly with us, so we say welcome to you. Buckshot, and he's come out and played with us a couple times. Yeah. Uh, he is a longtime uh, Chris Roberts fan. He has a Super Hornet, a Gladius, and um, a Gladiator, and a Herald. And he has a wife, and his wife has a 350R and an MIS. So. Nice. Yeah. Oh, um, his wife is flying with him. That's awesome. Yeah, and he thinks we sound like a laid-back group uh, of fun individuals, and he wants to get to know and play with us. And he's already come out, so that's great. Uh, that's it's awesome. good, to have, good to have you aboard. Invite your wife to come along, too. Yeah. Um, and uh, Diejo uh, joined us. He has an Avenger and an Aurora and is looking to join the next big thing. And, and that's what we are, the next big thing. 
Uh, Kerm Black, he's a longtime wing commander and Star Wars Galaxy player. He's looking forward to Star Citizen becoming the next big thing in, in his gaming career. Uh, he heard the show and he thinks we are a good fit for him and his friends, so that's just awesome. Uh, like um, uh, He has a Connie like Jimmy's and a Durr and a Gladius. He is ex-Army, current guard member, retired police, and has a terrible, a terrible sense of humor and can take a good ribbing. So <laughs> he sounds like, like the perfect uh, addition to our group. Uh, handsome Devil. He uses our show at work to drown out whiny co-workers. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't, know if, I don't know if I should feel sorry for his co-workers or excited for him. <laughs> well, given the way that this show started out, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Um, is currently in the Army and wants to share his knowledge with us. Uh, and he has a great quote in his application. He says, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I said. We have uh, a lot of military guys in the We horde. do. It's awesome. Yeah. It's military, awesome. retired police. It's just, I, I guess, like I said in the previous podcast, man, it's, it's I, first off, I think, obviously, thank you, all of you guys, for your service. And I think we all agree on that. But yeah, um, yeah. I cannot wait to learn from you. Tactics. Yep. Yeah. As as yeah. A, as a kid who was way too lazy to get up that early and did not have any desire to, to join the armed services or the police force, I still want to learn all those really cool tactics. Yeah. Yeah, we need to keep up with uh, the FPS master. Mhm. Yeah, we need I need help. <laughs> help me. All right, handsome devil joined. He uses our. Sh- oh no, that's I'm sorry. That's I already read that one. Good gravy. I did. Uh, but I did I didn't finish. That's right. He has a beta. <laughs> yep. He has a beta for now, but he plans to add to his collection once uh, he gets into the verse. And he wouldn't mind having a freelancer. And he he, he thinks it's the bee's knees, <laughs> which I think is very cool. Uh, uh, Benu, he said he must pew-pew in the P-U. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Feeling a little Cypress Hill there, Jimmy. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Yeah, I got pee pee. Pew pew in the pee you. That's right. Pew pew uh, in the pee you. <laughs> Sorry. God. Yeah. Take me back. <laughs> yes. Um, he has played all the Space Fighter games. He found the show, thinks we sound fun. He currently has an LN and a Cartoon Owl. That's an interesting combination. Uh, he's looking forward to doing some bounty hunting and exploration and would like to try other roles too as someone's second or tenth banana. Hmm. I don't know what that means, but oh, there's um, there's always room on my Andromeda for people that like the idea of moving not quite so legal cargo. Yeah, well, is that what the tenth banana does? Yes, <laughs> every tenth banana is illegal cargo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. The eleventh banana is just a banana. It's just, and you know, sometimes a banana is just a banana, John. It's sometimes, true. sometimes, but sometimes. <laughs> Not sometimes, but you can never yeah. tell because they always have that the that outer peeling. They do skin. until you what, take it off. What, what do you call it? And then surprise! It's, we call we call that a peel. Oh, okay. Here. Yeah, banana in, peel. Got it. In, in oh yeah, oh yeah. I learned that from uh, Mario Kart. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, Berserker has a ghost and plans on getting a dur. He's looking forward to meeting and playing with us. Latsin is looking for an active ord to hone his AC skills with. Um, he wants to do some capital ship engagements and boarding actions. That's pretty cool. Uh, Enola Fanak listens to the show with his dad, who is Diavolo. And I, I forgot to check if he's a current member or not, but 
I think he uh, is. I recognize yeah, the, that name. Yeah, that I recognize that name. Um, and uh, anyway, um, uh, Enola got a dur for Christmas. What, how cool is it to be a kid and get a, get a dur for Christmas? That is really cool. That's a cool dad. Yeah, yeah and that, if you ask uh, Darison, they're all real ships. They are real ships. Mm-hmm. That's right. They are. Um, and I can't believe this. Um, so anyway, welcome, Enola. It's, it's good to have you on board. Uh, and, you know, bring your dad along. Um, yeah, we hang out with Gleep all the time. That's right. Every, <laughs> every day is bring your dad to play day. Okay? All right. And then I this one I have a hard time believing. Pee, um, pee, pew, pew, or pew, pew, pee, pee, ha, ha um, is just now um, joining... No, is this somebody different? What? What the hell? I'm so confused. I am so confused. Is this somebody different? No, I think it's. I think it's him. I think he changed his Twitter name. Damn it, Orison! Did he he, apply again? He I think he joined the org under a different name. I'm searching. Okay. QQPP. No, that's the only PP that comes up. Well, anyway, he's in the org. <laughs> um, wow, they're everywhere. You just can't get, you can't throw a cutlass without hitting one. Um, <laughs> Solidus joined. He owns a cutlass and wants to bounty hunt or cargo run, and he's been listening since episode five. Uh, he has a full time life, but hopes to be able to come out and play with us more when the PU launches. And I think that that's really really cool. Uh, and then today, Nighthawk joined. He um, played Wing Commander when he was a, a, a wee little fella. And he backed Star Citizen back in October of 2013. He has a Twitch channel himself, which is dedicated to mostly Star Citizen and hopes uh, to infect, his words, as many people as possible with his passion for Star Citizen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dramatic pause. That is, <laughs> yeah. That's right. He's looking forward to flying around the verse with us. And so welcome, Mr. Nighthawk. It's good to have you on board. Um, we also have, uh, speaking of the website, we have some new members there as well. Kid Swift joined us, as did Patutas, uh, <laughs> who has who has like a, a really funny yet slightly disturbing avatar. Uh, <laughs> Kane joined us, as did Clip Helps Seven Fifty Seven Doc Buckshot. I think um, that's Kyle Phelps. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think you're right, I think John. That's Kyle Phelps. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I just you know spaces use use them. They're they're free. Um, yellow's tag. <laughs> yellow's <laughs> yellow's tag. tag. Yeah, that's right. Coal masher, arbitro, who was uh, a CJ and Ian from the old Minecraft days. It's yep. nice to, to have uh, him there uh, in the org or on the uh, the website. Handsome Devil joined, um, as did Zenkai Knight, who I believe has been a member of the org for quite some time. Uh, Rooster joined, as did Latsin and Spartan M064, who is also uh, known as Nighthawk. Uh, he joined us uh, today in the org and on the website. So welcome all you folks. It's great to have you on board. Now, out of game news, uh, we have uh, some exciting stuff about the community that we wanted to announce. And um, uh, first, we wanted to announce that our good friend Darasan, who has been just a, a great advocate for the group in-game and on Twitter, 
we have offered him a position um, as community manager for the org, and he has um, accepted, and we are just really excited about that. Uh, he's going to help us coordinate community content and uh, member management, assuming that's a thing. I'm, I'm not sure, but um, I'm just going to pretend it is for now. Uh, so, um, so uh, you know, look for him on Twitter. Look for him on uh, on the website. Um, uh, he is Darison Hurston, and um, uh, we're real excited to have him uh, helping us uh, coordinate uh, more activities uh, uh, um, for uh, folks in the organization. Yeah, we're going to be working to get some more uh, community content uh, mm -hmm. on the site so that people can find it more easily. Uh, namely, other podcasts that people are doing, YouTube channels, Twitch streams, um, all that stuff. We're going to try to get it on there uh, so other guys with ships and and gals with ships uh, mm -hmm. can find it. Absolutely, absolutely. Darson's a really cool cat. Him and I, um, him and I always chit chat late at night because you know I I tend to pop in a little bit later in the evening, and because he's out in Hawaii, he's on a lot later. So him and I always, yeah. oh, him and I always chat chatted up when. Uh, you know those late nights when there's only a couple of us on, and uh, he's a really nice guy, man. I like him a lot. I like uh, I like flying with him. I like chatting with him. I think he's going to be just a fantastic community manager. Yeah, he is good people. So um, welcome, Darasan. Thank you for uh, for taking on that role, and uh, we look forward to working with you in the future. All right, and uh, we have one more um, uh, appointment to announce, which we're also very excited about. Um, Ace Azamine, who has been leading Ace's Flight Academy, um, uh, sort of informally and formally since uh, last week, uh, has agreed to step up and take on the role of squadron commander for the group. And, um, you know, like I said, he's been incredibly generous in setting up classes and offering uh, flight skill tips and advice to anyone that asks. And, uh, you know, if you're online with him, you know, and have a question, you know, he'll just just jump right in and give you a one-on-one -on -one lesson. And uh, he, uh, uh, if you remember back a few weeks ago in the uh, Space Ponies versus uh, Hornets uh, competition, he jumped in at the last minute and gave... Uh, uh, gave John a few pointers, which I think uh, uh, might have tipped the balance in our favor. Yeah, so. may very well have turned the tide of war. Yes, exactly. So um, uh, he is a man of no small consequence. How's that? Ooh, that's uh, nice. I like that. Yeah, I watch the History Channel. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, he uh, he is going to uh, continue developing his curriculum um, uh, for training us up to get ready for playment. Playment, 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 huh? <laughs> wow, playment in uh, multiplayer arena commander and beyond that in the PU. So <laughs> where where did that word come from? That's a I, new. I, that's a new one. <laughs> Somewhere deep and dark that I don't care to go back to. And and the scary thing is, it almost makes sense. It almost seems like it could be a real word. Like, well, you know, I mean, it's based entirely around playment. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It sounds like something John Madden would come up with. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 like, totally. I need a I need a telestrator to uh, to actually demonstrate the, the 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 true value of that phrase. Um, so um, you know, Ace, uh, welcome and thank you uh, for stepping up. Um, it's um, I found uh, his his uh, classes last Thursday uh, very instructive. We'll talk about those a little bit more um, in in a bit, but. Uh, um, I highly encourage folks to, to come out and join us for uh, future Thursday nights and, uh, you know, sort of uh, ad hoc uh, training sessions as they occur. I agree. Excellent. Y yes. 
Yes. So say and, we all. <laughs> so say we all. Um, and we already uh, mentioned earlier that um, Hardpoint, uh, um, uh, one of the uh, Super Adlita brothers, uh, is uh, doing his podcast, uh, Star Citizen Archives. Definitely do check it out. Um, uh, subscribe, listen, leave him a review on the iTunes. Uh, it's uh, it's really cool that he, he takes the time to do that because I know that um, a lot of the time that's the only way I get to... Um, to uh, get information is through my ears so um, thank you for doing that um, and then uh, wanted to uh, just talk real briefly about a couple of threads in the forums which have just uh, continued to be on fire um, uh, we have uh, as I mentioned we mentioned earlier we have the those guys with ships logo submissions and that's going really really well um, so maybe this is something that Darasan can help us with is uh, working out a way to um, um, you know have folks uh, vote on the ones that they like the best and you know maybe we can set up some different categories for you know best uh, uniform logo best ship logo I, you know I don't know it's, we're still in the early stages of this but um, I think that um, um, this is all really good stuff and we are we're doing our best to try to support it. Will there be a best speedo logo? <laughs> um, not if I'm wearing it, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, potentially, uh, for some of the Svelter members of our group, uh, perhaps yes. Um, and then uh, the "Come Train with Us" uh, in Star Citizen on Thursday nights. Uh, that thread is going. You know, if you have particular things that you're interested in learning, I mean, I know Ace would love to hear uh, people's suggestions and feedback. Uh, there in that thread um, and then uh, finally uh, something that I'm kind of excited about they talked about this a little bit on the uh, Star Signal podcast uh, this morning um, the Vanguard uh, Deep Space Fighter which I believe the concept sale is set to begin later this week um, I'm really excited to see what this ship is all about and there yeah. was a, th a thread put up in, in our forums where folks were speculating and um, I think, uh, John, were you the one that, that coined the, uh, the phrase Super Duper Hornet? Or was that somebody else? No, that was somebody else. But I like that. I mean, but I like the idea of it being a, um, um, a long range uh, fast. It's very fast, not maneuverable. It has twin engine, but it's not as maneuverable. But it's supposed to pack a real punch. And thinking it's going to potentially be a great ship for us to have to protect uh, our fleet of Orions, you know. Yeah, if you've got to if you've got to call somebody out um, from uh, from the deep black, uh, you you're gonna want somebody that's got that ship that they don't have to. Okay, hurry, you know I, I'm gonna be there in an hour because I have to jump from system to system and refuel at every one. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's true. So I have a feeling that it's gonna be a little bit bigger, like maybe yeah. freelancer size. Yeah, potentially, or or maybe like just under, like kind of like. Um, because the Cutlass Black is smaller than the Freelancer, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It is. So uh, maybe just under the Black? Uh-huh. Well, it's going to be have a crew size of two, I think. Um, it's going to be, if uh, if they're sticking to the... And I know they changed the name of it since it was in the... Because it was a stretch goal. It was, one of I think, right. one of the, the, the later stretch goals. And it, it they had... Uh, tentatively called it the Bulldog, or we're going to call it the Bulldog, and now they've changed it to the Vanguard. Um, 
and uh, age I'm hoping that Aegis is still the manufacturer because I have um, I have a couple Aegis ships well the, the Retaliator is an Aegis ship um, as as is the Gladius and the uh, Redeemer um, and I really like the way those ships look so I'm hoping that that continues to be the manufacturer but I'm imagining it being something you know perhaps maybe maybe you're right Jimmy maybe I but although I think it's still going to have a small footprint but I, I uh, would think it would have a small crew cabin too if it's a yeah. long range fighter if it's meant to be out in, in in the black for a long period of time yeah um, you know but yeah no I I think you're I think you're spot on John I think it's going to be a a bigger than anticipated ship for it being a quote unquote fighter yeah plus if you base it on the price um it kind of feels like based on that compared to other ships it kind of has to be bigger yeah well it's going to have the same price at you know launch of concept as the as did the retaliator and the redeemer so right yeah that's a good point um so it's anyway i'm i'm uh, my Avenger is not nervous, but there are a couple other ships in my hangar that are feeling a little queasy right now. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see where things stand uh, next week about this time. Um, is there anything in the forums you guys wanted to bring up? Mm, no, I just. I mean, they're they're alive and buzzing. That's for sure. Um, like I said, I, I tend to stop in. I, I tend to do a lot of my Star Citizen stuff on Saturday, and um, I popped in there, and there were like four or five threads, and I was like, "Ooh, yeah, I want to be involved in this, and I want to be involved in that." And there's just so there's just some really good conversations happening over in our forums, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, I think it's um, I think it's it's really um, exciting how uh, those have just taken off like crazy. Yeah, and I think like how many how many. Uh, um, views on the fleet bread thread now it's like 17 million or something like that it's good. <laughs> yeah i think it's it's rapidly approaching gangnam style i think on <laughs> cresting 13 trillion yeah <laughs> yeah you know youtube had to redo the way that they show uh view counts mm-hmm. because they broke uh nine or how many digits would that be nine digits uh, billions is three six ten, I think. Yeah. yeah. So they broke nine digits with Gangnam Style. It's the first video to ever do that, and they didn't have the system to to show billions of views. So they yeah. literally had to redo YouTube just to show the views for Gangnam Style. I can't even imagine how much money he made off of advertising oh from that gosh. one song. Millions. Well, yeah. let, let's let's hope that he did. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> You know, I mean, uh, you know, there's, there's a, the, the world is full of artists that said, you know, I really wish I would have signed something different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, um, uh, and then in the Twitter, we've got some new followers real quick. Lemir, Le, Lemzira, Wyatt, SC Links, Andrew Milo, Storm Riders Limited, Force Chuckle. I like that name, Force uh-huh. Chuckle. Uh, Corey Moon, Paul Stewart, Star Citizen, The Future, Joshua Leroux, Kurt W. Jackson, Freak Wensi, Sleepy Tron, Eric, and today Mr. Nighthawk joined us or followed us on the Twitter. So uh, welcome all of y'all. We appreciate the follows and we follow you back. And please, please, please do use the uh, hashtag... Um, uh, TGWS because that makes it a lot easier for us to uh, follow uh, uh, org specific uh, 
stuff that you want us to see. Are you, yeah. are you, are you sure Eric isn't Airy Ick? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, English is not my first language. Right? But I don't have a first language, so it's the best I can do. <laughs> All right, and then iTunes reviews. We got three of them this week, guys. Awesome. Um, That's yeah. very cool. Jernavy, who's been out playing with us a couple of times, I think he's out there playing with somebody right now. Yes, he is. He's out there with Ace. He's probably getting a free personal one-on-one lesson with Ace right now. God, I have so got to spend some time with Ace. I keep missing those opportunities, and it's killing me. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's the it's the responsibilities of a podcaster there, Jimmy. Uh-huh, it's true. Yeah. All right, we got to go by. Okay. <laughs> anyway, he said that we are a great group of folks. So uh, short and to the point and five stars. These were all five stars. Bull Doom said, great podcast. Keep up the good work. And then the latest one we got from Erp Abo. I'm, that's how I'm going to pronounce that. Said, if you are interested in Star Citizen, you won't find a more passionate podcast than this one. They are informed and are having a lot of fun. The real bonus here is that they are building a community of like-minded players who are already playing the game together. If you are not into spaceships, you may still enjoy it if you consider the name Turd Ferguson hilarious. Ah, uh, everybody loves Turd. That is the best review ever. That's yeah, a great. That really is a good that, one. That is just spot on. Thank you so much for that. I, I don't think that, you know, in a week of, uh, of uh, writing and rewriting, I could come up with a better one than that, so... That's what we. That's what we are. That's who we do. You know, God bless you, sir. All right. So in the game, um, Aces Flight School, we did that on Thursday. Um, we we ran four sessions. We had a pretty good turnout. We had I, I think about uh, between eight and ten people out there. Um, the first session, we flew in in pairs formation, shot at a target, and then broke off. Um, it was you know a really simple exercise, but I think very informative. Um, or, well, I, I'm going to guess it was informative because my client crashed. Um, but, you know, in the theater of my mind, it sounded like it was a very uh, um, educational little training there that you guys were doing. Um, next, we did a we did the long race course in M50s. Um, and I forget which, in the Murray Cup racing, which one the long one is. Uh, but we were, anyway, the point was to practice flying in formation. And I really enjoyed that. I did not crash during, well, my ship crashed, but my client didn't. Um, and I want to do that one again. I think that that's going to be very useful for us um, to learn how to fly, you know, wingtip to wingtip or, you know, in different uh, uh, positions and be able to, you know, call turns and call, you know, pulling ahead and stuff like that. So what was, was um, all... what was your top speed in that? Well, I, I'm sure I got up to 270 at some point, which is the top speed of the ship. Um, but, no, no, no. Uh, I mean, when you guys were flying formation, did you guys top out at a certain speed or... Oh, we started out like at, um, uh, he was calling it by percentages um, okay. because we were all, all in the same ship. And I think we started out like 30% throttle and went up to 40. And then I think eventually, like for the last lap, he said, just, you know, guys, just go ahead and race. And so we did. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and then we did uh, some uh, capture the core um, and the group was, or the goal of the exercise was to fly together and to c- communicate between, um, between players. So we jumped into different uh, channels and were um, uh, chatting with each other and, you know, saying, you know, I'll go for the core or you, you go for the runner or, you know, stuff like that. So um, <clears throat> Doc's client, Doc was out playing with us. Um, uh, he, uh, his client died, which left it as a four on two. 
but you know, I was on the winning side this time, so I was able to get past uh, that it was not really a fair um, uh, contest. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, it bothered me a lot less than when I'm on the losing side. Is kind of my point. I wonder why uh, that is. Yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of it's a weird thing. Um, and then last we did a squadron battle, and uh, so the the goal there was to mark allies and coordinate attacks, and you know to practice having each other's back. And uh, and this was really impressive. Uh, uh, Jonto killed Jimmy's client. I don't know how he yeah. did that from within game. That was quite a uh, missile strike. Yeah, so he uh, he managed to uh, to knock <laughs> knock Jimmy's computer right off the table. So. Um, uh, but it was, um, it was, it was a good time. So we're going to do it again and we really uh, encourage folks to come out and join us and we're going to try to do, um, a better job of, as we get more people, I think this will be easier to get, uh, do a better job of, of, uh, matching up people of similar skill levels. So, um, that it's, um, it's, uh, it's not only educational, it's also fun too. So in that last game, I killed Ace multiple times. That is true. That is true. And I it just, you know, it is life is so unfair that someone who doesn't like dogfighting is so good at it. Yeah, exactly. When did that happen, John? Uh, to be fair, Ace's rockets or uh, missiles were not working. So for Got some it. reason, his missiles, it's like they're too big for the rack. And when he fires them, he says he hears like a metal screeching sound. And it actually damages his ship more than the person he's trying to hit. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right. Yeah, that was the, uh, this is going to hurt me a lot more than it hurts you uh, <laughs> phenomena. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think because the, the deal is is that the the Hornet will only take a size one rocket. It'll accept a size two, but it's only designed to handle a size one. And so he had size twos loaded mm-hmm. on there. Yeah, so... Um, and, but, you know, since then on Sunday, we did, uh, we did the best we could, uh, for a meetup. Uh, I think, uh, John, earlier in the day, uh, you and uh, some folks played some Planet Side 2. How did that go? It went pretty good. Um, we were getting kind of destroyed on Sunday. Ah. Um, so it kind of burned me out. Um, but we had like five people out there, so I, I, I I think we'll just we'll keep playing Planet Side until FPS drops, which should be pretty soon here. I think maybe week week or two out. Yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would guess because it seems like there's some fine tuning or some polish that they're really trying to put on it. So I mean, potentially it could be another three weeks. But yeah, it's got to be it's got to be within the next one to three weeks. Uh huh. Yeah, I would I would say you're gonna pay your taxes and play the FPS module on the same day. How's that? Nice. All right. All right. There's a prediction. Mark it there first. Mark it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then, like I said, we did a modified meetup uh, last night. And um, um, I, of course, uh, being the the miserable student that I am, put my homework off to the very last minute. So I was working on show notes. But uh, I did uh, on Vendas. He's one of our our regular guys out there. Uh, He was uh, streaming on his uh, Twitch channel. Uh, the guys playing Reign of Kings and uh, John, you were out there. Uh, what do you? Uh, I guess this is a fairly new game. Did this just come out like within the last couple of weeks? I think it did. Yeah, it's um, early access on Steam. Mm-hmm. It's another one of these survival games uh, where you have to like manage your thirst level and and hunger. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but you you gather supplies and then you can build fortresses. So it's like medieval, 
you can you can make swords and leather armor and uh, steel armor or whatever they made armor out of back in those times. Titanium. I'm pretty sure it was titanium. <laughs> right. Yeah. Gold titanium, titanium yeah. alloy yeah. actually. Yeah. Adamantine um, or whatever that stuff is. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. It's a disturbing t- game to watch, John. I don't know what it's like to yes. play, but it's a very, it is. very disturbing game It's very game gruesome. It's yes. like, like you start out naked, and then you can get like captured but dragged around like by your feet, and yeah. you can access your your. It, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a griefer's dream come true. I know, Ugh. and like Vendas is so the game. It's called Reign of Kings because there's, like, one king on any given server at a time. So there's a big island, and then at, like, the the north of the island, there's this giant structure that looks like a, a knight with his sword extending out to the land so that it's like a bridge. Um, and it, he's, like, made out of stone. And that's kind of where the king lives. Uh, and there's a throne in there, and whoever claims the throne is the king. Um, so right now we're on a private server that Vendas is hosting, and somehow, uh, just by chance, Vendas is also the king. Um, <laughs> oh, gee. I wonder how that well, happened. Yeah. Well, well, John, he was the king when he logged off last night to he go was, on vacation. Yeah. Yes, he um, he's true. on a cruise right now. Yeah. I don't even know if he's aware of this, but um, as soon as he logged off, um, another player, a friend of ours, Iron Man, um, who... <laughs> Who consequ- or uh, coincidentally was being dragged around by one of those ropes uh, yeah, yeah. by the feet <laughs> that Jimmy was describing for much of the night by uh, King Vendas uh, usurped the throne and then uh, renamed the realm for Stark Industries. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah, Vendas had a pit in in uh, the castle there where mm-hmm. he had a bear, and he a said he was going to use it pit. to feed people to it. But yeah, he also set up a gallows, and uh, I was the first guinea pig to get hung yep. on the gallows. <laughs> but then Ooh. after that, we we hung Vendas, <laughs> and when he died, Umaroth went up to the throne and claimed it for himself. <laughs> yeah, it's it's there's a, a lot of Lord of the Flies in this game. Oh yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What um, yeah. I, I wanted to ask last night, John, what's the death mechanic for this game? Uh, when you die. You respawn at the beach, and I think it's just randomly on the beach somewhere. So you have to run back to your stuff that you drop when you die. Okay. Um, but what you can do is you can craft a bed and place it. And then when you die, you can choose to either spawn at the beach or the bed. Ah. Um, but your items are still going to drop wherever you die. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So well, It's, it's, it's kind of like... Um, um... What's the um, Daisy meets Minecraft meets yeah. King of the Hill? You know? Uh huh. Yeah. 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 And then the cool thing is when you log out, you're still your player is still in danger. Um, so you're actually still in the world. You're just sleeping when you log out. Um, so what you need to do is you need to build uh, a structure that you can lock so that people can't get inside. Um, although there's probably still ways they could probably build a trebuchet and destroy it or something. Well, I was going to say, you guys had um, uh, a trebuchet out there that was just like, you know, blowing up mountains, you know. Yeah. It was, it was man, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy, man. Just crazy. <laughs> All right. So have you guys been playing anything else? 
Um, yeah. Uh, on Friday, uh, when 1.1 dropped, um, everybody was trying to download. Not a, Nobody was really having any luck because like an hour after they dropped 1.1, uh, they said it's broken. We need to send out another patch. Um, mm-hmm. So actually, what happened to a bunch of us was we downloaded it like all the way, and then we had to download it all again. Oh, uh, so yeah, that kind of sucked. But um, while that was happening, we I jumped into Mumble to see what people were doing, um, and Vendas, uh, Iron Man. And the Super Ed Lita brothers were playing Pulsar, The Lost Colony, which is wow. a game that I backed on Kickstarter, like, I feel like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, I jumped into the game. It's in, I don't know if it's in beta yet, but I jumped in when it was just in alpha just to see what it looked like because I thought that it, it had promise. And and I I thought it looked cool, but I, I said, you know, I'm just going to wait until this releases to play it. Um, but to my surprise, they, all four of them had it. Uh, so I jumped in and played with them and there's actually quite a bit of content in the game. Um, and so it's kind of similar to Elite Dangerous. I think it has randomly generated, uh, star systems. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the way it works is, uh, your party, your group has one ship. And all five of the people, up to five people, um, are all on that ship. And it's first person, and you can walk around uh, on the ship, whether you're flying or in combat or whatever. Um, And each person has to choose a role. So there's uh, a captain, a pilot, uh, an engineer, a scientist, and a weapons specialist. Oh, okay. That's really cool. Yeah, and each of them gets, like, special perks for their class. Um, and the ship is like really spacious. It's it's pretty cool actually. It's kind of like, kind of imagine like a Starship Enterprise type room. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. Um, so it's not just the bridge. You actually have no. The there's a ship. bridge, and then there's like seven other rooms, and there's oh. like hallways to get to them. And um, so Vendos was playing the uh, engineer role, I believe. And he mm-hmm. has to, like, keep eyes on uh, where the power is going. Uh, so that's, like, to shields, weapons, thrusters. Um, and one of the cool things was when we were in combat, uh, he would, like, shut off the lights in the ship uh, mm-hmm. to save on power because it's not really needed because everybody else is either manning the weapons or flying the ship. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, when we cu- uh, came out of combat... Uh, we would be walking around. We're like, dude, the lights are off. We can't see anything. But it's actually really complex. Like, I don't really know what he was doing, but he was talking about having to run programs and stuff inside wow. the game. Um, so there's like, there's screens that you can actually interact with and there's like a little cursor on it. Uh, so I was, I was doing the pilot role. So I was flying the ship and uh, it was really fun. There's, there's, um, planet side mm-hmm. stuff in the game right now. So when you come into a system, there may be a planet. So you all have to go to the center of the ship uh, to the teleportation pad so you can teleport down to the surface. Supposedly, there's supposed to be enemies in the game, but we didn't see any when we were playing. 
it's still pretty early. Um, but you do have like a laser gun, and it's it's first person, um, and there's stuff to find on the planet's surface, and like the uh, there's like a snowy planet and a not snowy planet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the bases are. Um, they're like abandoned and it's it's kind of like you know what happened here so i look forward to when the game is finished and so I'll, is it exclusively pve co-op i think so i think i asked vendas about this and i think he said that they're talking about doing some kind of pvp uh but mostly it is just uh, that exclusive group of five people playing in the one universe Ca- uh character creator i don't know um, right now, it's just like gray boxed, uh, generic heads. Gotcha. So uh, it's kind of boring right now. I'm sure they'll be fleshing that out as well. I think there's like three different ship designs that you can choose from. Mm, okay. Um, I think uh, it was Matt that was hosting the. Sur- no, maybe it was Rich. Um, one of them was hosting the game, and he named the ship the. Uh, UEE Retaliator. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like a lot of fun. It is. Yeah, and, and once it's finished, I think it's going to be really awesome. There was one part where we found this giant, like, torpedo-shaped thing, and it was just massive. Um, but there were mines riddled through it, and we just had to slowly go through, and we we it was there were so many mines that we had to trigger some of them. Um, and so we would trigger some and then just wait as the shields uh, regenerated and then keep going. Um, and we found some, uh, like, abandoned cargo and stuff in there. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's a pretty cool game. I think I don't think it's on Steam. You can get it through their website. I think it's through the Humble Store, and then it okay. activates on Steam. Uh, oh, okay. So, yeah, it's, I think it's like 20 bucks. So oh, That's oh, cool. Yeah, I have to check that out. Yeah, it's kind of it was a really cool insight into what I think we can expect from the PU when it's when it drops. Cool. Oh, excellent. Uh, Jimmy, you've been playing anything cool? Um, I have been very low tech, and I've been playing Lastronaut on my phone. Lastronaut. <laughs> Lastronaut. Nice. is an eight bit endless runner. It's basically uh, you have the option on uh, the right side uh, with thumb is to uh, shoot, and thumb on the left side is to jump, and you get various assorted weapons. And basically, all the humans are leaving Earth because the robots have taken over, and there's one astronaut, a Lastronaut. <laughs> who is charged with killing all the robots. And it's really, it's it's just one of those pick them up put them down games where mm-hmm. you just, you know, pew, 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 and, and there's not a whole lot to it. But I'm having fun with it, you know. I always get burned on these games that people say are cool on iOS, and they're never on Android. Yeah, that sounds Why about Why do they right. do this to me? Well, you just need, need to come home to the mothership. Get an iPhone. <laughs> you can send your hate mail to Jimmy Croker at. Yeah. Uh, okay, it, it's okay, John. <laughs> S- S- Steve Jobs is dead. It's safe. <laughs> yeah, we're coming. Up, how how is it that we can come up on almost two and a half hours of podcast on a slow news week? I don't know. I don't know. 
I'm I'm not ruling out the possibility that space got folded in there somewhere. Somewhere <laughs> in there, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I also wanted to mention uh, Elite Dangerous. I played some more of that, and I'm really liking it. Um, ah, that, I think, thanks. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think uh, Ace picked it up this week as well, uh, which was surprising. It felt like Ace wasn't going to do it, but he did, and it sounds like he's really enjoying it. Well, Darasan too. Oh, yeah, Darasan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so we got a bunch of people on the bandwagon. And, and I was talking to Ace yesterday about it, and um, he said that if, for whatever reason, we can't get multiplayer working in Star Citizen for our, our next uh, 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 class night or session night, that uh, he'll work something up for Elite Dangerous, too. So if, if you have that game as well, um, you know, come on out, and we'll, we'll figure out some way to play together and to... Uh, learn to fly better how different is the flight mechanic be- mechanics between the two um I, I think they're both pretty good um i like star citizen better i don't care for the way the ship yaws in elite dangerous yeah to, to in, my... in elite the yaw is basically useless um it's just for okay. tiny increments of movement um yeah so basically what you have to do is you you have to uh, sh- p- uh, pitch pitch instead. I mm. I can't remember all the x and y's, but you have to you have to roll. Like if you want to move to the right, you have to roll right and then p- pitch up. Um, and then the other thing is you have to. There's like a sweet spot in the throttle that's usually around the middle, uh, and it indicates it by like a little blue thing. Um, and if you hit that sweet spot, then you're going to roll faster. Um, so it is different from Star Citizen. Um, I did change my controls on mouse and keyboard right away to be like exactly the same as Star Citizen um, okay. right when I jumped in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I think I have the hang of it by now. Uh, it, it doesn't take too much, um, but you just have to get used to the fact that yaw really isn't a thing that you're going to be doing in elite gotcha yeah um i picked up uh il2 sturmovic for the ps3 and oh, nice. uh, yeah i got a chance to play that uh, a couple of times and it's just you know really cool world war ii um arcadey type goodness so um, nice yeah when i so when i have uh, have um you know uh meet space uh, friends come over to the house you know we sit around and uh Re- reenact the good old days of the war <laughs> of the war uh, um so guys i think that is about it um we're going to come in just as planned just under two and a half hours um <laughs> we are... i need i need a nap and like some water and, and somebody to like rub my shoulders and uh, yeah I, I need i need a cool i need a cool down from this workout I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Uh, but before we go, we do want to mention that we are going to meet uh, to do something. If if nothing else, then watch uh, those guys with ships hang each other for fun. Um, <laughs> what um, did you do last night? I hung my friends. Yeah, yeah, and we giggled. <laughs> um, so we're going to meet up on Sunday as usual, and this Thursday we're going to have um, Aces Flight Academy. So. Uh, please do come out and join us if you are available. You're more than welcome, uh, no matter what ship you have, no matter what skill level you have. Uh, the important thing is that you just come out and play. Yeah, that's... Uh, so I think it feels like we we mentioned the Sunday meetup 
um, and now the Thursday uh, Flight Academy every mm-hmm. week, but mm-hmm. we never say like what time it is. Yeah, um, that might be helpful because I always show up late. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just want to say that um, on Thursday, uh, the Flight Academy, we need to get a name for that, um, like a solid name. Is it Aces Flight Academy? Um, I you know that seems to be what's sticking. I don't, I don't know a- if that's the Aces Astro Ascension. Astro that is, Ascension. That that is actually not the name <laughs> we're going to use. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, that's at seven o'clock PST. Mm, I believe that is correct. Although Ace usually tends to be out a little bit earlier than that, uh-huh. but I think he is also uh, uh, on the West Coast. So um, I think yeah. that's a time that works for him getting home from work and having dinner and stuff like that. So. Yeah. And then the Sunday meetup is 8 o'clock at uh, Pacific time. P- uh, actually, PDT. Eight no, six, 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. 6 PDT. o'clock. I was thinking of my time. Yes. PDT. And you, you don't live on the West Coast. No, I don't. No. You should come visit sometime. It's I really should, nice. I it is really like nice. <laughs> Um, but uh, but then also mentioned that you do um, earlier in the day you usually get together to do something be it planet side or um, yeah planet side usually around one o'clock noon Pacific in the afternoon yes afternoon the, yeah so um, yeah definitely and we do you know follow us on Twitter because we tweet it out we tweet it out yeah when, that's whenever. the easiest way also if you have your if you're on versecast.org and you have your time zone set correctly in your account settings and you go to the events tab, it tells you what time it's at in your time zone. Uh, so that is super helpful. It even has a countdown timer to wow. like how many wow. days cool. and hours. Yeah. Computers are awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, unless you guys got something else, I think we should uh, wrap this thing up. What do you think? Uh, well, I, I wouldn't mind spending another two to three hours talking about the game. <laughs> no, sure you wouldn't. No, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, no, no. I'm I'm uh, just a child, and I already have back pain from this episode. <laughs> <laughs> My kidneys uh, hurt. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to our world, John. All right. Well. Go out and support Engine. They're the ones that power our website. Go to engine.com for all your site hosting needs, and you spell that E-N-J-I-N.com. Also support Ronald Jenkins. Please do go check him out at www.ronaldjenkins.com. I'm Gleep. I'm not Space Santa. I am Gleep. And um, I can be found on or in the Those Guys with Ships Star Citizen organization. I'm on the RSI subscriber forums. I'm on versecast.org and I'm also on Twitter. Uh, you can email me at Gleep, G L 33 P, at versecast.org. Um, check the show notes for show spellings and or for name spellings and places and things and just. I'm really tired, and I just want this to be over. <laughs> I right. just want it to end. <laughs> um, Make and it we should stop. Me- and we should mention that in that you, you will find uh, an email address for Jimmy. Um, we've given him an email address on the uh, Versecast website. You guys uh, like me. You really yeah. like me. We do. Uh-huh. And. Uh, and we, we want you to send all, all the happy mail uh, to Jimmy, and uh, you can just send all the frowny face stuff to me because, you know, that's Aww. what I'm here. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and so, uh, Jimmy, yeah, how can I, folks find you? I am, uh, I am Jimmy Croker, and uh, you can find me also at the uh, those guys uh, with uh, ships, uh, Star Citizen Organization, under Jackson, J-A-X-S-U-N. You can find me um, under uh, the uh, versecast.org uh, site as well, under Jackson. You can find me on Twitter under uh, Jimmy Croker. That's J-I-M-I, like Hendrix. And uh, you can find me at my super cool new Versecast.org email, which is just Jimmy at Versecast.org. Shoot me an email, drop me a line, say the things, tell me the stories. Awesome. You can find me at the only Jonto everywhere. <laughs> nah, that's easy. <laughs> just, just go out into the middle of the street and scream it. He'll be there. No, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and uh, RSI, Versecast, all those places. At the only Jonto, that's Tonto, only with a J. Mmm, <laughs> space kimosabi. You can email the show at comms at versecast.org, as well as tweet at us at Versecast, uh, where we will take all of your, your, your tweets and messages. Um, if you have feedback for the show, we would love to hear about it. Um, we follow back everybody that follows us, so mm-hmm. you really don't have anything to lose and everything to gain. Um, <laughs> That's right. Win-win. And if you're tweeting about Star Citizen, make sure to uh, use the hashtag TGWS um, because all of our sh- guys with ships on Twitter are, are always looking at that hashtag. Um, so if you want to get some love for whatever you have to share, uh, we would love to do that. Um, you can join our organization at robertspaceindustries.com slash orgs slash versecast. We are those guys with ships. And we would love to have you, especially now that we're about to hit 100 members. So, so close. We need, so yeah, close. we need like 13 people. Um, mm-hmm. So it would be awesome to hit that milestone. So if you haven't joined us already, make sure to head over there. We would really like to see you. Um, come join us at versecast.org where we have forums and our mumble server where people meet up and play Star Citizen as well as all other kinds of games. You know, Elite Dangerous, Reign of Kings, uh, Pulsar. uh, Oh, we also played some Payday 2 this week. Oh, that's Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, with Iron Man and uh, uh, Alita Brothers. Um, So, yeah, all kinds of games. There's usually... People, there's people hanging out in there right now, so uh, yeah. come over and join us over there. Uh, you should definitely leave us a review on iTunes. It actually helps us out a lot. I know that pretty much actually everybody that listens to this podcast, unless you're not a citizen yet, um, you're on PC, so it's kind of hard to get access to iTunes unless you have an iPhone, mm-hmm. in which case you should search for us on iTunes however you can and... Uh, review us even if it means downloading the itunes client on pc because actually itunes client is pretty good it's pretty good for just listening to music so you know you might as well kill two birds with one stone and leave us a review so just search for verse cast and we will be the first thing that pops up yep that's that's right yes okay and on that note let's call it Okay. Until next time. Oh, sorry. Then <laughs> we will see you in the verse. See you guys.
See you later. Ow, my back. Ugh. Is this real? <laughs> yeah, why don't we stop in this thing? <laughs> now. <laughs> and three, two, one.